Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Raised by Spoilers. Are we good? We live? We're live. We're live. Beautiful. Uh, welcome back to Raised by Spoilers. <laughs> Tonight we're doing a little special treat uh, as the Dungeons and Dragons movie premieres relatively soon and we figured we'd cash in because we're very cheap like that. <laughs> so I brought to the table um, our second or third animated series, but one near and dear to my heart, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from 1983. Tonight we watched one episode of the cult classic treat the Dragon's Graveyard. Episode 20, I want to say the last episode of season two. Mm, how many seasons in total? There was three seasons. And unfortunately, the last season was cut short and only had six episodes. And the kids never got home. Oh, they never got to finish they it never, They never, they wrapped it up. They wanted to reboot it mm. for a 90s era. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the kids just never went home. It was later on done as an audio play uh, um. with the original script. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's available on YouTube if anyone is so deep and in, involved <laughs> with Dungeons & Dragons, the animated series lore, that they want to go back and actually wrap that story up. Joining me tonight, you know, the round table of goons. We've got the deadliest team himself, Feminist Warlord, Everybody's Goth Mommy. I'm one of your hosts, Geek Movie House. I want to go around the table quick because, Adam, you have never really seen... The animated series Clips. before. Clips. Clips, people yeah, referencing it. Stuff, right? yeah, 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 that's about it. Um, that episode, now, I, I, sometimes you can have a banger yep. um, in a sea of shit. Sure, sure. So I don't know whether you curated, like, the best one. Yeah, Th this was arguably the best one. Okay. And then they're, they're not bad, but just like uh, comic books or any written adventure by yeah. TSR in that era, mm -hmm. there's uh, gold in those hills. It might not necessarily be full of gold, yeah. but you're going to find some episodes, the War Duke episode, uh, the Skeleton's Quest. There's a few of them where you go through the DVD or even YouTube, they're all available. The if Unicorn you're, if, episode. The Unicorn episode is fucking phenomenal with Kellick. Um, there is hit or miss. Yeah. The whole series you don't need to watch, but obviously Google the 10 best episodes of the Dungeons & Dragons yeah. 80s cartoon and... Uh, it's really fucking surprisingly good, man. The art style is the, the art 80s. style is meh. It's, it's Han, almost Hanna Barbera. I am strongly rem, reminded of uh, Super Friends. Okay, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. I want to say roughly the same kind of studio house that was working on it. Yeah, so I always, from watching it and watching the clips that I got, yeah. I always assumed, oh, it's like the Super Friends. And I've watched that when I was a kid, so yeah. I know they're going to have a moral of the story. They're going to not show really anything crazy. And half of it's not going to make sense. It's going to be Deus Ex solution the sure, whole time. Sure. Um, I did not expect the, like, Darth Vader esque twists going on there uh, yeah spoilers welcome to raised by spoilers 20. we're episode yeah. 20 i would go back and not necessarily you don't need to but this is the best episode where stuff finally starts to get resolved so to spoil the show the kids get sucked in they take uh no no, no finish your thoughts no please go ahead no oh, it, it was just uh, i don't know the intro you know the kids get yeah. sucked in via ride blah yeah. blah blah and i just went wow that's Okay, I get. I, I know what I'm getting into, and they started with some co like some questionable action with the giant, and they didn't really conclude fighting the giant. He just sort of they someone did something to him, and then he was off screen. Like I, yeah. I didn't feel like you they jump won the in, fight. It's a combat, and we keep moving with the yeah. Story. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Like they started directly into the action. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. rare. And then they're like, okay, here's the portal. Like they're starting the episode off with, here's the portal to the end of the world. I'm like, yeah. okay, listen, I know they're not going to make it out. You don't start the, your episode with this. No. And it, you know, shuts down, blah, blah. And then they're like, and eventually the main villain's like, wow, screw it. I, at this point in the episode, he's like, I'm going to go and 
just deal with it myself. I'm like, oh man, we're getting serious. Like yeah. if Skeletor is coming down from the mountaintop yeah. and going, I will fight you myself. Right. I'm like, okay, like I know I'm getting near the end. <laughs> so Peter Cullen, uh, Montreal native, Optimus Prime himself plays Venger. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to say there is another handful of voice actors that uh, appear in this show, but for the most part, I love it. Amanda, Dungeons and Dragons the animated series. It's always a hoot. Uh, it's always well, a hoot. It's always you laughed. a hoot. <laughs> I got you this DVD for your birthday. I want to say like five, six years ago. And you're like, we're never going to watch this. Like, why did you get me this? And then lo and behold. Within, well, they're all like, available on YouTube. Within a few months, it's like we started watching them like episode, one episode <laughs> at a time, two episodes at a time. So I hadn't actually gotten to this episode. We stopped maybe episode like 13. Yeah. It's been a long haul. We've had it for over five years and we're still working our way through it, you know dragging that out ha. but um <laughs> i don't know it's 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 terrible but in the best way like, yeah the episode title names are just fun as hell and you can are these all all the that's episodes? all that's, that's the entire the series so there's only 27 episodes that's the entire I had series to get that off of like a shady like amazon or eBay listing that I probably The Girl paid. Who Dreamed Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, 3.5. There is an original version of that box set with all of the characters and villains statted up for 3.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it exists in the same sort of uh, remaster or anniversary edition. I think in Dragon Magazine, they also published all of that. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool uh, yeah. title. Citadel of Shadows. Citadel like, of Shadows. These, the Valley you know of the Unicorns. These sound like yeah. module names. Yeah, that's the whole point, right? <laughs> like, uh, I could have sworn I've run Valley of Bones before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like this episode because, like you said, it does start in the middle of a fight. You already know, because if you had watched it to this point, uh, you have not. So how Hank was like, stop with the riddles. Enough's Every enough. episode that Dungeon Master shows up in, he does this thing where he gives them like the answer, but in riddles, and then disappears. And they they find the and answer. They they right. The moral of his story, yeah. the moral of his riddle. The more you so know, kind of thing. After don't do they drugs. did the the frost giant fight, he's like, "Oh, they said that the uh, the fire and the ice would lead the way." And they're like, "What the hell?" And then it, it happened, right? So yeah. it's like you've already. They didn't need to make a two parter. They could have did a two parter. Yeah, there is a few two parters in here. Okay, but the fact that they're like, "Hey, get this done," they almost get home and then just get to the plot. Right. Because you got to really imagine, well right? They didn't know they were going to get a season three. And then season three completely collapsed They didn't know they were getting itself. canceled. So that was like, okay, last episode of season two. Yeah. They might get home. Yeah. Like, we're it's almost like an episode. actually going to do half. it. I. I don't know, it was it was surprising. It was a, like clearly this was an impactful episode. Yeah. Because it I kind of got the feeling like not much happened prior to this. Like we got it was it was episode of the week where they learned characters they learned who they were they yeah. probably overcame a personal mm-hmm. character flaw they're figuring out everybody's uh class yeah well, yeah right? Cla- the, the wizard becomes better yeah yeah in the first four, five episodes he, he can't do anything time. and they all just shit on him no and then yeah and eric good. and eric is eric's is like the carlos of like the magic school bus like he's kind of the dopey guy <laughs> that kind of he makes the jokes and they're always like eric Ew. why are you saying that and it's like oh my god sheila relax which is <laughs> odd because like i think in the audio play i think eric's the one who wants to stay he's that the one sense. who's bitching about i want to get the fuck out of here and by the end of it he's like oh eric's the cavalier cavalier yeah, so we yeah. got hank the ranger. Yeah. Bobby is his younger brother, the barbarian. Oh. With, with Uni, the unicorn, which they, they get in the first one or two episodes first with the episode. unicorn plot. Uh, then you got Diana, the, the acrobat. Yeah. Uh, Sheila, the thief. Yeah. 
uh, and Presto the Wizard. Okay, that's who they are. Am I missing anybody? And uh, then Eric the Cavalier. Yeah, yeah, we did, we Eric, did yep. Eric. So I was Sheila, just the Sheila's yeah, the thief. Yeah. I was just really impressed because it started off very kind of. I would say cliche because I knew it was going to be a different episode because they yeah. started with. You know, there's your door to home, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. That happens own... a few times, I want to say. Does it? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of a Samurai Jack. Like, Sure. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I got a lot of Samurai Jack in that first section yeah. vibes. Yeah. And then they moved on, and they did the dungeon. I have still, there, I have a few questions. I'm sure maybe they answer in season three. Probably. Of like, Tiamat, Tiamat's role. Why would Tiamat agree to this? I, but that's fair. I haven't watched all the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. I don't know her role in all of it. But when it was like, okay, this is interesting. They're going to fight him. I'm like, okay. Like, okay. He's not actually going to kill the guy. And then as soon as dungeon master came in and they're like, my son, and I, I just, gasped. you guys gasped. I did <laughs> not know that. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. They just spirit. He let him go. That was such yeah. a Darth Vader. Like, no, I am your father. A moment. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, you're trapped here. And then he just leaves and like, they don't really address it. I'm like, no, What's good? Like, I'm, these are important questions. Like, right. maybe, I, and, and I, at first I, I heard it, and then I thought for a moment, maybe that's just how Dungeon Master, like, does he call all of them no. my sons or no. something or my daughter? No. No. That's the first time he, like, okay. That's the first time you actually start piecing together what's actually fucking going on. Um, but yeah, so Dungeon uh, Master is trapped there. Uh, Gary Gygax, oldest son, worked on this uh, show. He wanted to pursue animation. Gary, uh, in the 80s at this point, the height of TSR, was in L.A. shopping around. Uh, L.A. California <laughs> to shop around D&D as a movie. Uh, they wanted Spielberg to make a film. And at this point, this TV show or cartoon was coming out. And Gary Gygax had the uh, the castle built. And uh, it rivaled the Playboy Mansion at one <laughs> point. Because of the, heat, the height of TSR. They still, to this day, can't figure out why they were losing money. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mastering Dungeons is a wonderful book that I would encourage anyone who wants or imagination. Mastering Dungeons and uh, Imagination Emporium is one where it dives kind of in the history of TSR and who Gary Gygax was as a family man Mm -hmm. or lack thereof of a family man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he loved the game too much. That family's clearly busted. A little broken. A few couple wives, and it's a it's an interesting story about a man in a game and the hobby and the genre that has grown into for what it is. Yeah. But uh, I thought we'd unpack it. I thought we'd go through a quick little episode. Um, we we're going to move on to the D and D film from 2000. Ooh. I have one more. You thing. got another one. Oh, sorry, Keep going. Sorry. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate? No, no, no just to go back. Uh, you had said something earlier. Sorry. No, problem. the fact that this episode is so different than all the others is all the characters up to this point, all the kids have been relatively, Good, like lawful good, yeah, good, neutral, yeah. right? This is the first time, especially Hank. He's like the leader. I think he might be the old. No, yes. I think yeah, he might be one of the older kids. So Got it. he's kind of become the leader. This is the first time you actually see him crack, where he's like uh, going against the dungeon master, being like, "No, we're basically in a few words going to kill Venger, whatever it takes." And all the other parties like, "Wait, what are we doing? Like, you know, are you sure?" And that's what made, like, the final showdown so intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that Dungeon Master was so disappointed in his decision and told him everything he wanted to know, except for how to get there properly without a riddle. But at the end, I think that's, at the end, he's like, hey, now that you you spared Venger, you're not evil. You didn't go down the evil path like Star Wars. It's like, 
okay, now I can actually help you get home. Yeah, like yeah. He passed the test, and I'm assuming Venger didn't all no. those years, and that's yeah. why he didn't let him. I think go. the kids are there to yeah. try to get the, the the kids are there to try to get Venger home. Okay, yeah. I just assumed it was he's not a foil. He's a you have to grow, like you have to let go of this hate. Oh, see, and I just assumed that whatever's going on, Dungeon Master's like, no, you're not ready to go home, and this guy just keeps going further and further well, down the rabbit hole, pushing. further away from yeah. getting home. Right. And his right? the kids, where are the, the kids, kids are like, he's looking at going. I failed with right. I failed with the previous apprentice. Yeah, you know, you know now I have a new attempt. Well, these are been there. These are qualities that my son at one point had, and I hope these kids can bring this back yeah i didn't take it as the, they were hoping he would save him i took it as he was just hoping that the kids wouldn't go down the same path yeah right if they would have killed venger dungeon master probably would have abandoned them yeah. oh he would have yeah they're the villains yeah yeah and the show flips also this is for 10 year olds this was on cbs <laughs> on saturday mornings and uh we are that's right this is what i mean we're <laughs> like deeper than this had any right to deeper be than it is. Yeah. this is this came after he-man and this was the thing that was trying to rival he-man at the time or gi joe and a bit of transformers yeah, it, watching this felt like, a, like an adventure it Holy felt, shit, it's heavy. <laughs> it felt like one of the adventures I I have run before. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the more simpler level, like not as complex, yeah. but fine. That's good for a 20-minute show. Watching all so, of this, this is where I've cherry-picked a lot of my ideas for my own homebrew game. Sounds like so did Critical Role. There's so much there. Well, <laughs> well I mean... Kellick was the villain in, your first, in our first campaign. Yeah, and Warduke shows up in it. And Warduke... Uh, NECA has just done a very, very cool action figure of Warduke, and you can find all of the characters, whether they are in Stormwreck Isle or the uh, the Feywild Circus campaign that has come out with Warduke and the action figures. The, the action figures are now turned into minis for a mm. modern era of 5th edition for mm -hmm. the show and the cartoons and everything, which is fantastic. Yeah, that makes sense. But Warduke itself showed up in my other one, who is the Boba Fett of the Dungeons and Dragons He's universe. He's the coolest kind of thing. guy. He shows up in one episode, <laughs> he kicks everybody's ass, and then he just... It disappears, disappears to like, a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> no man, Venture pays him, and he's like, "Cool, my job's done." And then he just it's, fucks off, and then he never gets mentioned again. And it's like, who was that? <laughs> Straight out, bring <laughs> him back because he's uh, based off of the Frank Frazetta Warduke, right? Uh, or death the Death Dealer? dealer. Yeah. he's the Death Dealer ah, from cool. Frazetta, like to, like with the horns, and it's like this show has no reason to be like as good. Well, it's. TSR era where they were just fucking taking from everything, whether it was the Fiend but Folio or Deity and Demigods. That doesn't necessarily always work out to being something positive, but it clearly inspired a bunch of oh shit. Oh my God. Do you That's think, all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Do you think now, 40 years after this, we're finally going to get a Dungeons and Dragons ride? Uh, yes, I think with the idea of the movie, oh, and depending the movie. if the oh movie does gosh. really well, I could see Universal Pictures. They're going to need a second movie for them to make a ride. What I could see Apparently is a second Apparently they want to do a, like seven of them. Yeah. They want to franchise well, franchise it. That sounds about right. Because well, realistically, if you look at it right, we're going to just play a little inside baseball here. Universal Studios, LA and uh, Florida yeah. still is licensing the fucking Marvel Comics world. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, but it's 90s X-Men and 90s Spider-Man and 90s Doctor Doom. Looking at that Wolverine shirt, real oh, sick. Yeah. So they're itching <laughs> to say, hey, what does a D&D &D world look like? They already have Harry Potter. It fits. Because you can't technically do Game of Thrones. It's no. a little too you graphic. And to little too gray. You know what I mean? But like something lighthearted and even for some of the pre-early reviews and the Rotten Tomato scores. You're for thinking this like the D &D Super Mario movie. world, but D&D? &D? Yeah. I mean... It would be interesting. There would be lots of like uh, like archery stuff. It would be more like a 
Ren Fair type. It's a Ren Fair type like, thing. Axe throwing, yeah. like yeah. archery. The um, dragon rides the and everything like that. Rope you have your little you know? wrist yeah. thing that activates yeah. magic on the wall yeah. and opens up secret yeah. doors and yeah. cast spells. Because yeah, you could totally do The it. Harry Potter world is already successful. Nintendo is stepping foot into Universal Studios mm-hmm. and they continue to be successful with Harry Potter or Mario World. I just think when you look at the map of uh, Universal Studios as a franchise or even like Paramount area kind of mm-hmm. thing, They've got the uh, Atlantis Hercules area, which is just non-copyright generic fantasy. <laughs> they have the 90s X-Men and Spider-Man that they keep paying Disney to use the rights mm-hmm. yeah, to, yeah. which they is not what they want to do. Legoland won't step in there because they've got their own theme parks. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Harry Potter is a powerhouse. So it makes sense but for them. But we're getting s- out of the Marvel era. Like right. you said, like people are getting kind of sick of seeing Marvel movie after Marvel movie. And like you said, slowly the last few years, fantasy is starting to creep so back in. here's really the problem, though. They can't do that. Why? Because there is no way Hasbro will not take ownership of everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. They don't care. Man, Hasbro does not care. They will license everything out right now. The fact mm-hmm. that they're trying to make it such a life brand where it's coffee, toasters, popcorn, yeah. fucking makers. Crock pots. Crock pots. Yeah, but their user agreement, if Disney does anything with their product, no matter what it is, I mean, they get ownership of it. Universal Studios, not Disney. Either way. I think there's a weird... There's no it's difference. Not, it's, there is a difference, man, because Warner I'm Brothers... I'm joking on there. Oh, yeah. Their, no, but I'm saying the Warner Brothers... <laughs> the OGL. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> Either way. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really necessarily know whether the new D&D movie is going to be any good. The reviews are looking kind. It's a Fun, good. lighthearted fantasy. But we're going to unpack uh, an older episode and uh, go into the D&D movie they don't want you to know about. The <laughs> D&D movie lost to time. So please, if you, have, if you haven't listened to it before or you've already listened, check out what we're going to play next. An older episode of Dungeons and Dragons in 2000. A film held together by superglue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us and uh, stay tuned. Wait a minute, Amanda. You haven't seen Conan? You really haven't seen Die Hard? What about Dungeons and Dragons? Let's remedy that. Welcome to Raised by Spoilers, where we watch and unpack cult movies. Some of them good. And most of them bad. Welcome to Raised by Spoilers, everyone. Tonight's special episode, we're rolling for initiative and double-checking our character sheets, making sure our spell components are right, because we watched... Oh, Jesus. We watched the Dungeons & Dragons movie from the 2000, an American fantasy adventure that quickly became a train wreck. Joining me tonight, we have special guest, the Quizart Satirac himself, Nathan. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. The feminist warlord with two points in Rogue, Nintendo Geek. Hello, hello. Sage advice himself, your friend and mine, Plebeian Adam. I may have sage advice, but I am not a sage class. That's fair. That's fair. At best, I'm like a bard. Two points bard, two points rogue. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of fighter. Yeah. Splash of kerosene. I love to play my guitar on top of a trailer in an upside down world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm one of your hosts, Geek Movie House. Folks. Folks, friends, adventuring party, you enter a dark, steamy, sweaty room. The smell of popcorn, dirty fingernails, and B.O. 
rifles the floor the seems to have a sticky substance that attracts your boot. This stealing seems to be dropping some sort of weird popcorn-like substance. It might even be wet gummy bears. Are you describing Comic-Con? A faint hint of asbestos is riddled throughout the building. <laughs> So, all right. So this one is a special one because for the first time, it's not me who hasn't seen something. It's someone else. Do you check for traps? There are no traps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, Nintendo Geek, you've not seen Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, So we're going to start with you last. Unfortunately not. As our guest, we're going to get to Amanda last. Okay. What did you think of this? I had a lot of fun watching this. Adam? I give it a lot more credit than I used to. I've watched this movie many times. Yeah. I liked it more this time than I ever have. Are you thinking, you're, is it a little bit of nostalgia glasses? Like, we're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is... No. Okay. The no. last time I watched this movie was before I ever played any sort of Dungeons and Dragons or tabletop RPG. Okay, so we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. So this was your, like, this is how it is. This is the this taste. This is how you this play. This was the sweet spot. Yeah. It's like, I've I've played this campaign. A lot, yeah. of, people's, a lot of people's first expression with D&D nowadays, especially with how the, the uh, Backstreet Boys reunion tour came through and just kind of uh, decimated the country for the last two or three years um two or three years it's been almost a decade since five years no no i'm talking about the the backstreet boys reunion tour. Oh, okay sorry <laughs> this isn't a euphemism um people's first expressions or first introduction to uh satan's game was usually through critical role yes so what i want to ask because we got into this you've seen this before you started playing role-playing games yeah but we'll get to that Nintendo Geek, Big Yawn, throwing it to you. This is your first viewing of this masterpiece of a film. It is. Thoughts? Prayers? What What did you think of? What spells? <laughs> what? Oh, boy. I've seen a few teleportation spells. I've seen uh, a few fireballs coming from gold dragons, which was kind of confusing. Uh, it- what did you think? Oh, that's a face. That's a sour face. <laughs> One at it. Not even. We're not even going to score right in the beginning. We'll get to the end. We know how the show works. Give us, give us your first taste of Dungeons and Dragons. It's definitely a movie made in two thousand. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, that is fair. That is and accurate. It is exactly accurate. In fact, <laughs> exactly two thousand. The CGI is like a little rough, uh, <laughs> but at the time that no. was like the the gold standard. Sure. Right. Uh, what was their budget? Uh, the same amount of money as Pathfinder. <gasps> no. $45 million. Wow. I can see that. Because there was, like, going back, there was some bad CGI moments in Pathfinder as well. The snow was not real. I'm sorry. Nor well, was the blood. We're not comparing the Pathfinder movie to <laughs> no, the no, D&D no, no, movie tonight. We uh, are taken apart. It it was good. Um, I liked the actors they chose. I'm always a sucker for Richard O'Brien showing up. Uh, when he turned around, I gasped. Yes, I knew that would get you. I was yeah. waiting for him yeah. to do because I knew that was a scene where he mm, turned around and showed idea. his face. And I know you kind of you have a thing for him and his weirdities. He's showing up in a couple yeah. of the movies well, we watched. Dark yeah. City, uh, Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon. And now yeah. Tree Scorpion. Yeah, he is a, the common denominator for I guess really B movies. <laughs> I mean, he's such a good actor, though. I wish he was in like I- I'm sure he is in really good movies, but I also love 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah. Dark City, which oh, you yeah. also can listen to on the Raised by Spoiler podcast. I just you, wish, like, I do like seeing him. He was a great, I like his maze. Uh, his death maze. The death maze is great. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. The <laughs> fact that he couldn't traverse through his own death maze, though, is kind of like, really? Well, no, no, no. So this was a maze designed to protect the dragon eye. Mm-hmm. He said it was his maze. It was never his maze. He was lying. Oh. He was lying to bring in thieves to go through it and sacrifice their lives oh. so that they would go get the prize and he would do exactly what he did, which See, was like, that was, now take that. So Richard <laughs> that O'Brien... Was, well, that was my Virtually. thought, too, um, was that, like, he set this thing up. He set the ruby as the prize, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, now give me the prize that you've won. Like, it's it's your prize you're giving away. You can just keep it, right? No, he was no. lying. But he was lying. now that we know that he oh, was lying. So okay. the idea is almost like Undermountain in uh, Waterdeep, which is a reference not a lot of people will get right now, especially speaking on this podcast. So he built a bar outside of a dungeon and is charging people to go into the dungeon. Yes, yes. Richard O'Brien... Like in Waterdeep, uh, the Yawning Portal yes. is a, an entrance to a dungeon. And the entire time, pretty much everybody there, there's like a scoreboard and all of the shit. They're like, hey, I got three levels deep. I got six levels deep. I can do better. Yep. And there's a little bit of a competition. And it costs one gold to go down. And that one gold gets you back up to enter, enter the dungeon and exit the dungeon. Yes. He's virtually doing the same thing. But he's built a Thieves Guild at the foot of a dungeon mm. and saying, hey, you want to prove yourself? Go deep and you'll join the guild. If you come back with the, the red dragon's eye, you're in. You're an honorary member of our but guild. But what I'm not saying is, you go do this. Oh, yeah, prove your worth. You outsmarted the maze. Now uh, it's mine. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill you. Yeah. Ha-ha. Right. He knew he We're wasn't... thieves. Yeah, he knew he wasn't good enough or at least thought he wasn't right. good enough. Mm-hmm. He's more of a charlatan rogue than like a dexterous... Pick locks, rogue. Like right. a, a, oh yeah, like a cat burglar. Yeah, rogue. Well, he was doing math the whole time. Like he would see how the like the trajectories were going with the saws and everything, and he was like kind of like doing the math on the floor. And he's like, okay, if I do this, this, and this, and it was definitely you can tell like, oh, he's rolling proverbial dice and yeah. doing intelligence checks or dexterity checks. Or I do have to ask the important question because, like I said, like, we were talking about it where. Last time I watched this movie, it was before I ever played. Well, not before I ever played. Before I ever played seriously a tabletop RPG. So having everyone here played tabletop and specifically D and D, Satan's game, Satan's game. Thank you. Did this feel like a, an adventure you've played before? Almost. We're kind jumping of. all over the place. So before we get into the death maze and we explain more of Sorry. the plot, because I do want to go through the plot, because there's a lot of cool scenes and maze. stuff that we enjoyed, especially, yeah. especially the beginning with the, the river catching on fire. <laughs> go through the D&D question that you had, just because I want to get us back to yeah. that. So yeah, go I just through need to know, the D&D. Did this feel ultimately like an adventure that you have played in before with the characters yes. and the MacGuffins and so on and so forth? Yes, uh, there were aspects of it, like, uh, there was that one scene where they reach a town and, like, you have your thief that's just taking stuff, you have your your uh, your mage who's off shopping, you have your dwarf who's being curmudgeonly, and it's just, uh, I think, as the saying is, you're trying to wrangle cats and trying to get everybody to go in one direction, and that's what kind of got me going on that. It's like, yes, every, can we just, can we go on? We have a mission, let's stop shopping for one goddamn second. Yeah, the dwarf's line... 
if I'm not drinking, you're not shopping. But yeah. you know, in the, within the game mechanics of it, the wizard or the mage would be buying components. Yep. Yes. The rogue would be stealing whatever's not nailed down. Which he was. And the dwarf would be, uh, the dwarf or the, the dwarf fighter or whoever the curmudgeon is at the table who just isn't really either feeling the role play, the shopping episode or whatever it is that day is like, why the fuck are we still in this market? <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I've already sharpened my axe three we've done times. This. Yeah, we've done this. We've done this kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think there is uh, some lovely reminders there's some fun like callbacks. There's not a lot of references. It walks that fine yeah. line of generic fantasy, unless there was what dragons, beholders. We, be, we had beholders in once two scenes yeah. where they're kind of floating away and chasing them. We don't actually get any beholder combat or anything like that. Uh, there wasn't any real other iconic D&D monster. The red dragon, maybe? Sort of, but it was also the same character model as the gold dragon. But I think it fair, had more sharp bits, more pointy bits on it. The yeah. movie was called Dungeons and & Dragons, and, and we got a metric fuckton of both of those. We did get it. We, yeah. we got one dungeon. No, no, no. We got okay, well, at least two the, or three. The dictionary definition of a dungeon, as in like a place under a castle where you keep prisoners, I think we had one. Two because the I would call the death mage, mm. the death mage, or the, the death, death maze. maze. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I, I think that was a dungeon in the D and D sense, but it wasn't a dungeon in like medieval castle sense. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, the what beginning of the movie panned into a dungeon. That is true. Uh, where he was keeping the original uh, red dragon that got crushed gold by dragon. the game. Yeah, yeah, he was trying oh, to create a staff. That was a gold dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but in a very red environment, so like it yeah. looked kind of red, oh, okay, right? Okay, okay. With all the fire and the the odds and ends going on but then you got the dungeon and dragon within the first two minutes of the movie yeah there was a dragon in a dungeon there you go yeah. hey i and, do and a movie i do love the opening where it like pans down and you go underneath in the sewer and the first scene that they cut to is a dude stirring water uh, he was shoveling water <laughs> okay shoveling water. but with like runic circles like i, I think nathan your first question was what the fuck is he doing <laughs> See, I'm like, wow, this is like cool props. Oh my god, like they put a lot into this. Like, wow. Yeah, so they had the cool. Then orbital. I'm like, why there's so many skulls everywhere? Because it was a villain. It was a villain dungeon. It was yeah, a villain how do you know if they're a layer. villain if they don't have skulls everywhere? I guess he's a warlock, so that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I do love they had like the swirling um, thing holding the staff. The, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what they call wheels them, within wheels. Wheels within wheels spinning in weird directions. They're actually like a gyroscope within nope. a gyroscope. Let me pull up my D&D notes. Nope. Anyway, well, wrong wrong keep going. <laughs> Let's describe wheels yeah. some more. So oh, I don't have it. I have it written. No. Speaking of which, that was I think the people who got them. I can't tell if Jeremy Irons Prothean got the most screen time. Screen time versus the main heroes. It's very close. He I was don't... very expensive, and I want to say he was on no, set for I... three days. Yeah, max. I don't think he got a ton of screen time. He openly has said that he only did this movie for the paycheck. Oh yeah, yeah. Many many interviews. Uh, one thing I want to jump back to when you guys said sets and set dressing and props, uh, the film was, uh, film was directed and shot in the Czech. Okay. Uh, the Czech Republic has changed shipping laws, so they couldn't get uh, prosthetic glue. They couldn't get certain props. They couldn't get stuff to build sets. No. Huh. And uh, the set director, I cannot remember his name, but he worked on The Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, and a few okay. other... Uh, Big fantasy movies. Damn. Uh, and he was furious the entire time. 
oh, yeah. budget restraints. And then all of a sudden, just because of where they were shooting, they just didn't have stuff. So they had to use like Elmer's glue to fucking glue prosthetics to people's face. Oh. Like there was shit. Like they, the movie itself was doomed from the start. Mm. Well, yeah, because they had all the lawsuits. Right. And, or not the lawsuits, but like the ownership kind of going back and forth because of TSR's crumbling. and Yeah. And I think it was, right, we talked about it where it was um, TSR kind of started the rights of the movies and sold off the rights. And then Watsy, in the middle of buying the stuff from TSR, basically got stuck with this movie as is. Like, they ha- they hated it. But they had to honor it contractually. Well, Lorraine Williams is the woman who pushed Gary Gygax out of TSR and took over the company. Oh. Okay. Uh, Very forcefully. She then had, she was notorious for control and hating uh, her clientele. She looked down upon the nerds. Really? So she hated uh, all of the D&D people for a long time. This was a toy company and that was it. Um, she, she was real, real monster to work with apparently. Uh, so she was in control of the script. So pretty much everyone, when they went to go finally make the movie, uh, it had to go through Lorraine Williams and TSR and she fucking hated D and D. So it had nothing to do with anything recognizable. It wasn't set in the sword coast. Um, and it was just a mess. So when wizards stepped in to take over, they, the company that was working on it at the time had already made five or six different drafts of the script. They cleaned it up. And the only stipulation was that they kept the original scripts that were approved by TSR. So they couldn't do anything that they fixed. So this movie is technically the first draft of the script of the movie. Mm. And unfortunately, the producers, uh, the gentleman that wanted to do it, (laughs) the way he got the rights to the D&D movie was he called TSR... As a as a high school student, lying, asking once a like a month, inquiring what, for a project that to know who owned the Dungeons and Dragons rights, and then finally he showed up to TSR one day with a booklet saying, "Here's the pitch for the for a movie idea. I want to do three films." Oh no! So they said, "Okay, we're down. You've never directed. You've never done anything like this before, but we're inspired by your uh, ingenuity." Tenacity. And your creativity and your tenacity. So, imagine a world in a where world. he had. We can, can we look at the director's name? Sure. Uh, the director was Courtney Solomon. Courtney Solomon. Oh, that is not Toronto, the, Ontario. Go back one more. That's it. Uh, go down. Written by Carol Wright. Okay, go down one more time. Where is it? It was Silver Pictures, which is a which is a subplot of another company, which is another company. Yeah. Originally, originally, I'm sorry for the dead air, everybody, the pregnant pause. Originally, Francis Ford Coppola was signed on to this. Okay, that's the guy who did the Godfathers. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, the next person that they had sit down, they had contracts signed up for this for three movies was James Cameron. Ooh. James Cameron was supposed to make three Dungeons and Dragons movies. And I don't made. think he would have done a good job. The reason why James Cameron didn't do it is because. Jim Cameron wanted exclusive toy rights. And he's smart to ask for that. Because he wanted, okay, I'll do three movies. I'll do three D&D movies coming out of the 80s and the 90s, and but I want the toy rights for it. I think they knew Wizards was going to get sold. Yeah. So they didn't give him the rights, so Cameron fell through. 
Oh. But he was going to direct three three movies. Wow. Yeah. Which is kind of wild when you think of James Cameron Dungeons and Dragons movie. I right? could not imagine uh, Jimmy Cameron uh, making Jimmy Cameron of Avatar, Avatar and Titanic Alien, fame. Terminator. Aliens. I don't think he did the first Alien. Aliens. Ridley Scott did the first one. Yeah. Um, I could not imagine him making a and I can either say that there'd be more battles and the battles would be cooler, but I don't know if the story plot would be sticking truer to the lore. Because all I think about is uh, Transformers. Right. And how, yeah, okay, it was a very action-packed and he had cool action scenes, but he fucked with the lore of Transformers and, like, the story and the idea of it. My guy, let me push up the glasses for a second. Actually. You're thinking Michael Bay. Oh, you're fuck. You're right. I am. James Cameron hasn't made a bad movie. You are very correct, James sir. James Cameron has not made a bad movie. I'm an idiot. Think about what you just named. Yeah. Terminator Two, Aliens, yeah. fucking Avatar, the Avatars, the Avatars. Yeah. No, uh, no. You're right. You're right. I am thinking Michael Bay when I'm thinking Transformers. The like, there's a lot of fucking fuck, you're right. huge movies. He would have done a great movie. job. Huge movies. You're thinking Michael Bay. Yeah, I am. You're right. So he wanted toy rights because he wanted the same thing Lucas wanted, but he wanted to jump on the back of it. But he's a clever man. That was he the right a clever man. For him. But also, they're a toy company. Uh, the interesting thing is, TSR folded. Wizards bought in. They stuck and gave a bunch of red tape and said, "Fuck it, we're going to make this movie uh, for half the budget you had." So scrap everything you were have you you've already worked on. This is all you can do. Uh, the all the other thing before we get into right back to the plot and everything, because I'm going a little long. Lord of the Rings comes out a year later. Oh, was it that close? And Harry Potter, December eighth, two thousand. Lord of the Rings Fellowship is two thousand one. Harry Potter, I think either came out this year or the next year. They came out the same year, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't. Yeah, two thousand and one. Yep. So. A lot of the big studios already were working on or sitting on their blockbuster. The thing is, I don't think Harry Potter... At, right now, Dungeons & Dragons is a big hit and easy Massive. win. Satan's game. Yeah, back then, I think Harry Potter was a bigger thing. Because I remember even in my grade six, we were reading Harry Potter. Right. Well, the move, the books were still being released. Yeah, so it was a big deal. In, like Back then, D&D wasn't as big of a brand as it is now. Right. Which means the movie's kind of dead in the water. Yeah. Because when it came out, people did not really like it. And I think there's also a lot of... Um, nowadays, if you do a D&D, people get it. People know what... You know, there's a, a reference that she makes when she captures the two snails and um, Ridley. Yeah. It, oh, they're in a holding spell. And she goes, I'd have to cast Feeble Mind on myself to want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's a fucking great spell reference. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a great... Mo- Spell reference, but the thing is, you wouldn't really catch that if you've never played. And right. Most people back in 2001, 2000, 2001 yeah. have not played it. So let me ask you this, Adam, because you know the game a little bit longer than I do. What edition are we at with 2000? In 2000, we're just beginning 3.5. When the game got complicated. Um, it was always, no, it was more complicated before. More complicated that. before? 3.5 was, oddly enough, less complicated. Less complicated. Okay. So let me ask you a secondary question, Nathan. It had more rules, but the rules were less complicated. General vibe of a board game store in 2000. Uh, did they exist in 2000? Yeah. Yeah, of course. For Comic sure. book shops um, and board game stores? General vibe of a board game store in 2000, I would say... As diverse largely, as it is now? Largely vacant. See, 
there used to be a Warhammer shop in our mall. Uh, and I Games remember, Workshop. Yeah, Games Workshop. I remember going there in, I was about 15, 16. And I'm like, this is like neat. Like I've, I've heard of, uh, like I was a big Lord of the Rings fan. I heard of D&D. &D, I'm like, yeah, that seems really cool. Like, you know, Warhammer. Let's talk about 40K for like five hours. And then uh, I would walk in and it would be a bunch of uh, like, you know, 20 year old guys or like teenager guys and i felt so alienated i just like walked right out i'm like this is not for me because everyone here is like why the hell is there a girl here i still i don't think that's changed it's been better but i still think it's fully changed and it's not yeah. necessarily because of uh because of girl but like you walk in and you don't know anything about games workshop and everybody there is so tight-knit and they're talking about oh yeah. oh techless is the the hq for my my sigmar army oh i prefer Tyrion as my cavalry they're mount. defending like, something then, they love yeah that way they don't have to well, it's, it's it not just not that welcoming. they're they're going on about their own thing, and as an as an uh, outsider trying to come in, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. Right. It's like it's like when somebody tries to talk football with me. Like I, I doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this three, movie, third edition. Yeah. So third, third edition, edition is what they were pushing. Yeah. Okay. Third edition. Three point five came out three years afterwards because three point five was like third edition sucked and it was, right. sucked. Uh, but 3.5 is very similar to 3. So they were trying to sell 3rd edition and the movie. And yeah. Gary had left the company, so there was already a bit of a divide. Yeah. So after they... I do like the idea yeah. that, uh, you know, he's got this rod. He's trying to create the rod that controls dragons. Right. Okay, and so we're getting back to the beginning. Of the yeah. Plot. He fails to do this, and it sends like, um, shockwave. like a shockwave of fire out the river, and everyone notices it. They're like... And I do kind of like that there's a city of mages, and everyone's like, ah, it's just some fucking mage thing. Mages being mages. Mages being... And they're not really sure what to do. Like, they're like, oh, whatever. It's it, Welcome to a fucking Tuesday. Well, no, because the whole thing is like, there's slaves. Then there's second-class citizens known as common folk. Yeah. Then there's us mages. And then there's... The dra dragons? No, I think no. It's then it's the princess, or she's an the empress. empress. As far as I can tell, the politics How the is fuck you have did that work? slaves, commoners, mages, and then like the mage council. No, did they have slaves? Because I, I remember in the intro they said that people are ver almost slaves. Pretty much slaves. Yeah. yeah, they basically treated the commoners like slaves. They're more like serfs than slaves, but yeah. Um, and but they have like the council of mages. So there's mages, and then there's like the council of mages. So the we're dealing mages. a majocracy. Well, it's, it's like majocracy. They, it's like they have a instead of like the U.S. has three branches of government, they have two. They got the empress, they got the council. Yeah, and they've got the council, which votes, and it's a bunch of mages because combined, if all the mages bound together, they could beat the empress because the empress had control of the dragon rod. So she had power for the dragon rod, but they had power because there was a shit ton of mages. They were parliament. They were parliament, yeah. They were parliament, and the queen said nay. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> Prothean was, at first his goal was, okay, well, I'll go make a rod that can control the, the golden dragons, and I'll just fuck with her I'll golden steal dragons. I'll, I'll steal her dragons right. to make a war. Instead, he's like, all right, well, that's not working because it failed. It failed. So I'm going to convince the council he tried one time. to go to war. Who knows how long he's actually been trying to do that? Because secretly time. weeks yeah, no, for sure. and weeks of plotting yeah and human sacrifices and human fucking sacrifices. those facial expressions oh my god from jeremy irons jeremy irons just 
devours live the devours king. every single scene oh his he got so it was very i felt like he thought it was a like a play where you because in a play you generally have to act even larger than a movie yeah. because people are sitting so far away so i felt like he was doing the whole shakespearean actor thing mm. which was great I think he was acting much like how uh, I forget the actor who played um, Skeletor. Oh yeah, he was acting like very like like you said like he was uh, trying to project across a stage rather than like no you have a microphone you don't have to go that hard like we're right here yeah but he's acting like it's like a whole like you know and that's the thing about Jeremy Irons he openly said like he did it for the money yeah but he didn't phone it in no he no he's a professional the man's a professional. Mm The man's very much a professional. He gave it it all, and I'm not going to lie, I was originally upset at uh, the actor, and when I first watched it, first few times I watched it, I never liked the actor. I don't know his name. Um, I gotta find that out. Um, Bruce, uh, Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne. I liked him as Damodar. He mm-hmm. was unsettling. Yeah. He's he was always quiet. Settling. He never yelled. He was... <gasps> going to get you well at one point when he's uh when he's interrogating um girl sorry uh the marina marina Marina, they're both like whispering at each other in the dungeon i'm like why are we whispering oh yeah yeah he just i remember that scene like she was talking normal he walks in and he just whispers yeah and he's like where is it i think i took that as he controls the environment he Mm -hmm. came in he was such a powerful character that he comes in he's like i don't need to yell People listen no matter what. He also has an alien parasite in him that's like eating yeah. his brain. So yeah. maybe. And blue lips, but that's neither here nor there. I love those blue yeah. lips. I love, love them. No, I, I think they, I hated him at first when I first started watching this. I figured he, but I kind of like his over the topness and his whispery, raspy thing mm-hmm. going on. And he was so aloof as well. He's a great villain. Yeah, he's a great villain. He's very cliche, very great. He's a, you know, he he's one of those things where like, listen, I want to throw a fighter boss at my characters because fighter bosses tend yeah. to suck because they're just one note characters. They're a good, like, bad guy you build up. Yeah, right. there's somebody the farmers are dealing with. But there's this someone one is tenacious. Sure. Yeah, but I like that because they threw they threw him at him, and after his first failure, um, so after you know they're robbing the um, the mage tower and they get the scroll, and after he goes back and he fails, as a great, it reminded me of like a, a DM pulling off a really cool move. You beat the villain, right? You ran away. But the villain next time he's not just a fighter. Now he's a fighter with this like Cthulian fucking ear brain parasite and that makes him more like as me as a dm like a tabletop dm it makes me want to throw that villain at someone because you're like oh he's a fighter except not yes yeah, because you he's, take x amount of points off of him this happens yeah something changes and it's way worse he's either hitting with full damage or it's just awful. Yeah, and you're wondering, oh, how did he get information out of people? And, oh, well, he just fucking reads their minds. Right. And it's so mm-hmm. good. He's such a good villain. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's the illithid parasite yes. in his head, which also could have would have been a really cool twist. Yeah, is if Jeremy Irons himself was an illithid, <laughs> a mind flare looking oh, yeah. for a mind flare looking for full control. Yeah, that which would have been a big old. Oh, it's a Dungeons and Dragons reference. Everyone, watch out! It's a D and D movie. They probably didn't get that particular right. They only got um, dragons, which are standard. They didn't have probably didn't have to have rights for that. Couple and a dungeons. beholder. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think they made any other reference that I recognize. That was about it. Because yeah, they don't really mention anything. 
No, because even at Thieves Guild, there's a lot of people in face paint. Yeah, like, yeah. The one looked like a watermelon. <laughs> they did have a watermelon like the man. the light green with like the oh. dark green stripes. and. There was that one guy in the marketplace where he had three eyes. And he Purple was just man? like, like oh, licking his lips him, and yeah. flicking his tongue around. I love eyes. that guy. So, he had eyes on his, on his cheeks, too. Did he? Those oh, were, were those that. eyes or those were those like eyes. horns? Maybe. I, think, I didn't notice them as eyes. No. Oh, okay. I, he had like a fin in the middle of his down, like the crest of his skull. He's had that third head, and he was going around mm-hmm. like flicking his tongue and like licking the air wherever he, he was. He was into that shit. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh my god, <laughs> that sounded so terrible. So our characters, our heroes, quote unquote, uh, flee the city yeah. with the uh, with the mage Maria yeah. after uh, after they accidentally steal the map. They accidentally steal the magical map. Kind of the, the head pool, mage throws it a, to them because Damodar's trying to get the mage. Yeah, right there's now. a little bit of there's a bit of a political coup. Yeah, and the mageocracy is trying to take over. Mm-hmm. Yes, spoilers, but the empress just goes fuck it. I'll kill everyone. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? what guys? We need to take over the empress because she could use her powers to take control. over everything. You want to see out of fucking control? Hard cut. Next scene: dragons everywhere, burning shit down. <laughs> I like. What? To th- I'd like to think there was a steps two, three, and four. Yeah, no, no. Then, but there's but this whole like. Uh, go get me the red dragon staff so I can rain hell down well, no, no, on these people. What, what had happened was you had the mageocracy said to the empress, "It was like we don't like you having the gold dragon staff. Give up the gold dragon." You're a staff. bit too emotional as a woman and the person in charge. And her response was. I will rain down fire. Yeah, okay. man. Okay, in that argument, look how emotional Profian was. Like he did not have a scene where he wasn't like ah. Profian. Like he wasn't like he wasn't calm Profian the entire movie. Wrong. Okay. Profian <laughs> did nothing. She wrong. was stone faced and Hashtag collected vote the whole Profian. time. Profian. Profian okay. was trying. Profian was trying to overthrow a tyrannical dictatorship. I do love the idea that he's like, we gotta take the staff from her because she could melt us at any moment. And she will, because we don't agree with her. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, we should. But what should we do instead? But And yeah, they're like, well, you know, and she's like, I don't want to, but I fucking will. <laughs> so my only intru- the, my only thing is, is I would I would have rather to, just, a, just a sliver of that pie for a little bit more lore on why the commoners are so slave like like they're not free because they don't have powers because they don't, just power just sorry power my strong. guy that's just how it works yeah they, so they, like, they don't you that's don't... how it works you do, you either Some... born with magic or you're not born with I magic mean, we've all watched x-men think about it it honestly it's a classical tale those who are born with the when you have magical powers okay if you are being hired for a job okay and Is you it a can, magic job? Can we keep this relevant? Sure. You All right. f- you flick your wrist, and you know. Let's, let's just assume janitors, the low, classically lowly of low. Okay. You no offense to janitors, it's a very important job. No, I'm not. I wouldn't be a janitor, though, if I was a mage. Sure, but let's say you flick your wrist, and you can have five rooms cleaned at once from prestidigitation. Right. Versus a commoner who has to do the same thing, so you're not going to get paid as much because you can't flick your wrist and do the same thing. So you're naturally not going to be paid as well. Therefore, you're not going to be able to go to those good as schools. You're going to be able to put your kids in those good schools. And it's naturally going to snowball into a situation where your type of people, your commoner, unmagic people, don't get the benefits. I don't understand the scenario. Okay. Well, I can well, do magic, on. though. So that doesn't make any sense to me. But what I would have, what We're I would have liked to see, fantasy unions. Well, I'm talking <laughs> about, I'm talking about fantasy rich people, and we'll call money magic in yes. this scenario. 
Yeah. So I don't fucking understand. Okay. What I would have liked to see in the in the because film, but like, I, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead here, but I'm I feel like I'm trying to see like the depths of an ocean in this puddle of a plot. Yeah. But um, I would like raise my spoilers, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to see more, like you said, how the commoners are slaves. Like they just they seem fine. Like nobody, nobody. There were no chains. There were no whips. Nobody was making anybody do anything. There wasn't an evil force. They were. There was just they were evil. They weren't living politics. in squalor. They were just living. It just happened to be that the mages were living. I see what you're saying. Up here, while everybody else was living just humble life. This was a here. movie where they're telling us how bad they live, not showing yes. us and how bad. They that live. is exactly why snails and Ridley were having that dilemma the entire movie. Being like, why the fuck are we doing this? Yeah. Well, it's the the rich people are rich. Yeah, but we're not going to change anything. Yeah, but the 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 girl who can shoot sparklers out of her hand is saying that the the richest person's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and snails is like my guy. We're gonna fucking scoop what we can off the top. We're gonna lay low. We're they gonna get the fuck so out of here. Wrong. They did him dirty. I am so mad that he died. We got a Han Solo character, and then we got Marlon Wayans, who just fucking fumbles his way through this film because they give him nothing to do yeah. except trip over himself, I, which is kind of shitty. And the entire time he's asking, which is we're laughing because we're like, oh look, the funny man. He's asking the serious questions. Yep. Yeah. Why the fuck are we here? Yeah. Yeah. Not not that this is above our pay grade, but hey man. This doesn't affect us, and there's going to be thieves' guilds. Guess what? There's corruption. Yeah. Guess what? Every situation that they go in and they have to be daring and face challenges, they're just hit with corruption. So it kind of fucks up the whole system of like, hey, if we fix the top, it'll trickle down because it won't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Empress has the power and wants to fix it. How come she hasn't already done that? Right. Why is oh, she, she? Why is she, she been did, sitting on her hands this entire time? She did at the end of the movie where we hear a voiceover where she says, "Good job, everybody. You're now all equal." Sorry, Problem solved. Ignore me, why burning the, down everything. But why did You're the free. well? My question is, why did it take getting the, the red dragon staff and destroying the red dragon staff, which was her only opposition, to no. then have total supremacy? Her. No, 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 total supremacy. Dude, okay. Total supremacy. I'm going to be fair here. The problem was is she, the whole plot here was she wanted to make the commoners equal. Adam, can you be fair here because the empress hasn't been? Ah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to make the people fair, but there's that dichotomy where she has power and the council people don't want that. It because was, remember, their power comes from mages. Their power comes from magic. Her power doesn't come from magic. Her power comes from the dragons. So the mages are like, well, we want mages to be special. So they kept that structure in place, and she's still growing up. Yeah, and then you, the mages and are then still you running the schools and the universities and the but hospitals. Then what we can and then you introduce the red Jack dragon. Off. No, no, no. But then you introduce the red dragon staff, and whoever has the red dragon staff then has, I guess you could say, twice as much power. If one staff can meet a council of mages, and a council of mages plus a red staff can beat the gold staff or the gold staff and the red staff can be so the why was she majors. after the red fucking staff i don't know because she so wanted she, to beat the council she yeah. wanted to defeat the other uh proving the fucking proving. council well, right yes but also she did council? it for the good reasons sure but Air quotes. no we haven't no, no, seen no. any fucking good reasons profion also <laughs> She's like, oh man the poor people are really stuck in a hard place pity 
<laughs> no, what, but my like, question is, is why did it take all that to happen for her to do that? Oh, no one can oppose me now. So you're they, all free. That's they what I did just make said. a sentence. Here's here's the weird thing. They did make a sentence right at the beginning where they Prothean was saying she hasn't come up with the ability to use the staff yet. She has not learned to use it yet. So she has not been able to really reign control because she hasn't been able to do oh, it yet. Oh, until the end of the movie Listen where she was this. riding it and it... Listen to this pro-emperor simp. <laughs> She's fucking riding the dragon at the end of the movie being like, all of you listen to me. Destroy them. Destroy all of them. I wanted to rain blood and scales. Like... <laughs> Right. Please. She doesn't have control. Hard cut. She's in battle armor. She's strapped on a saddle of a dragon, and they are ripping apart the sky. Well, so, okay. To so be fair, we open this up. We open, we open up the the movie, and it's Jeremy Irons is trying to make a, a staff so that he could push through his political mandates. He wants to rule. He's, he's the one who who uh, gums or throws everything out of balance. Because if it, if Jeremy Irons died at the beginning of the movie. Uh, then I think the Empress's mandate for everybody's equality now would have come through. Would have come Han through. Solo never would have stole the goddamn plans. Luke and Leia would have never the kissed red, the Red Dragon lightsaber or the Red <laughs> Dragon staff. Mm. So Jeremy Irons in this situation was a shit disturber, and if he left well enough alone, then Savina, Empress Savina, would have done equality thumbs up emoji. Sort of, yes. but with two dragon staffs. Well, no, there she wouldn't have been any dragon staffs. Dragon staff. But she, she never would have gotten. Off, she sent her boys. Like literally the first part she before sent they them died to go get the staff in order for her to defeat Prophean. So if he would have died, like Nathan said, there if, would have been no point. If Prophean wasn't gumming up the works. Yeah, she would have had no need for it. Yeah. She only did it because she felt that what they were doing was they want to keep the status quo. The The council wants to keep the status quo because they're was, selfish was, sons of bitches. Yeah, right. They, Prophean wanted to rule. Right. And he was convincing them to do what he wanted. To give him the control. And she's like... Well, first of all, if the she doesn't want the council to win because she wants everyone to be even, equal, and she definitely doesn't want Prophean to win because that's even worse than what council Profian wants. Prophean played by Jeremy Irons, everyone, just if you haven't caught up yet. Prophean the and the campaign. Empress are both the radicals in this I think situation. they're both yeah. bad dudes. Um, I think the Empress is poorly written because she's like, well, she doesn't have the power to know her staff and she can't use it to Do they give strength. another female character fuck all to do in a movie? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my the, god! Yeah, the elf. Can you scroll with down the really to see cool, what her name like, was? Uh, the armor. Oh like, yeah! Um, can you scroll down? Uh, to her see only the, lines uh, were like, "No, this is something only he can do. She this does, is something only Ridley can do." She does beat up some henchmen at some point. She does. <sighs> they, I think the only character here's the deal. There is one character that did less, least than any other character in this. The what else? No. The dwarf. The dwarf ain't a fucking the dwarf. dwarf. The, dwarf the dwarf ate his body weight in chicken. Yes. And he made some jokes. The problem with this movie is nobody took it too serious. Nobody took it seriously enough except Jeremy Irons. They and didn't he didn't write... even fucking want to be there. <laughs> like, I think the problem, part of the problem with this movie is it, it was, it felt like a movie from the 70s. Yeah. But it was a movie in the 2000s. So sure. they didn't take it seriously enough because the 2000s were the age of like 
dark and gritty seriousness. Batman right. was on its way out? Or was it no. about to come out? No. Batman, 2000. Matrix came out a year before. Oh, right. Matrix okay, was 99. Yeah. yeah, so everything was like super serious yes. around this time. And the problem was this was lighthearted. This was a, a, a too early of an era. This was like the Flash Gordon style, but in a new age. And people weren't into that then. They wanted a serious, dark story. I this think, was Blade. I mentioned it to Nathan after when like we were Blade about to come in here two. to record. Yeah. And I'm like, at least if it was an 80s movie, it would have had an excuse to be... Yes. As, like, lackluster as it turned out to be. Like, it was... I, I did like it. It just fell flat with half the characters not having anything to work with. Well, no, that's... Okay. You said what you just said, but also at the beginning, we all said that, or at least I, some of us have said that uh, this feels like a campaign in D&D that uh, everybody's played. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's saying that... Everybody has everybody's campaign has been a what an eighties movie theme. Yes, no, I, you have yeah. your tropes. Everybody fits into those tropes, and the thing is, is here's the shtick: when we're at a table, we're not professional writers, we're not Critical Role, we're not Matt Mercer, we're not. and we're not voice actors that play in these things. But so, I could be if I tried really hard. Yeah. So when we come to a table, the truth is, we're bad writers. We're making it up on the spot, and we're probably half drunk. Yeah. And I try really hard, and I can't be half drunk. Come yeah. On. So you shut. You go. Okay, this writing of this high budget movie. I don't know, I don't know if it's that considered high budget. Forty four mil. I mean, I can think of some cool shit for forty four mil. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're sitting there thinking your forty four mil budgeted movie has the same level and experience of writing as my drunken crew on a Saturday night, yes, that's your problem. Good on you, though. That's an attitude, sir. <laughs> That's an attitude. That's an attitude. Okay, but I honestly, you when you around, ask that though about the, the has everyone played a D and D campaign like this? I'm like, wow, that's a real fucking insult right there. But, <laughs> okay, is he okay. calling it bad? Is he calling everybody's How campaign about this? shit? Like, <laughs> everybody's campaign now has the writing potential of an early 2000s film. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a that's a sweet spot. If you're not writing 80s cartoons, you're writing early 2000s action movies. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. If it's either not overly cheesy or there's not enough explosions, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So, so yeah. After we, we meet the dwarf, because you know, there's this running away with the map hijinks. And the dwarf shows up. Yeah, he, he, just wakes, shows up. he wakes up in a pile of cabbage Next with a sign that says no dwarfs no allowed. No dwarfs. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I never noticed that sign before. Well, and, fucking no, neither did the dwarf. And through this uh, dwelling that he jumps through is the sewer system? Yes. Which yes, he was sleeping sewers. in. Do you not have cabbage sewers in the county? Uh, no, they haven't put them in yet. They haven't put them in yet. See, there's this thing they did. It's a biodegradable. It's just a cabbage shoot. Uh, does it work for other vegetables or is it honestly the problem is is so many dwarves get backed up into it that <laughs> they just, it, they've had to actually uninstall a few of them now i know there's been an issue between dwarves and cobalt is that gonna be an issue honestly it's weird because cobalts they get themselves all greased up in griffin grease and they just slide right down the chute it's the slippery dwarves for some reason they just get clogged up in there their, like it's their hair gets straw. like wrapped around and yeah shit. oh yeah. like the the beards like both male and female no yes, you gotta or... get that big old like snake with the teeth it's like a big comb and you just drag it through the sewer system to pull the dwarves out right of it. right yeah. Yeah. so yeah, yeah. they do that and i do love that the next scene is them just at a bar and the dwarves are like all right so what are we doing next like 
dwarf. No one sees your name. No one What's knows your, your name? face. What was his name? Who are you? Who El are you? Elwood Gutworthy. Did anybody say Elwood in the whole entirety of the movie? Maybe. Fuck no, man. The guy showed up, and you're right. He was just like, like, like hey, I'm now. down to pound, and I'm here to drink. And it's like, <laughs> fuck yes. I need more of these. No, yes, man. I think the I think the phrase was when uh, Snails was looking at the uh, at the ranger. Norda? Norda, yeah. Norda. Being like, oh, you don't want her. You want a woman that you can really grab onto. And he shook violently for a second. And it's like, holy shit. With some meat on her bones. That's actually. No, he said 250 pound dwarf with the beard you could really hang on to. Really hang on to. That's what it was. And I'm like, what the hell? That was actually his audition tape. (laughs) And he improvised 90% of that. But the thing is, is you can tell. we, you start a campaign, yep. you do have a uh, session zero, yep. you have, in this case, a session one, maybe, sure. and then you have a buddy that's like, hey, I kind of want to play in that yep. session, and then he joins shows up, level two. joins at whatever level, and he goes, everyone goes, okay, well, how do you introduce him to the party? He goes, I don't know. I'm here now. He's here now, and he's, he eats, he likes fucking tugging on people's, on his girl's beards, and eating chicken. Yep. And like, that's my character, I intro him at a bar. <laughs> that's yeah. also the player that shows up without dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. He shows up five minutes late to every session without, without dice. dice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's that guy. Yeah. So it, it, here it's, to have a great time, not a long time. <laughs> it's just <laughs> shitty fucking writing. <laughs> but they put a lot of budget into, they had a oh, yeah. bunch of people in the uh, tavern that were all in costume or just a shit ton of face paint. Oh, the orcs were great. I don't. They the did orcs not look, look like, like orcs. shit. Real? No. No. They look like the Krogan from Fuck. fucking Mass Effect. Yes, I yes. love their armor. I thought they were great. They weren't orcs to me. Not once. I we just watched. Okay. 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 Hi, everybody. Listen, we did uh, spoilers. We've had a couple drinks. Sorry, this is a little bit of a louder episode, but we had just previously watched Pathfinder. Go check that episode. It's a lot of fun. We had a great time. Carl Urban. Wow, what an easy on the eyes that one is. But there are gentlemen Vikings. Seven feet tall motherfuckers, and we kept saying these orcs are doing damage. The Krogan in this Dungeons and Dragon movie look nothing like orcs. See, I yeah. So whatever I you're about to orcs. defend, I call them orcs wrong. only I'm because sorry, my guy. I call them orcs only because they were green, and I assume they are orcs. Oh, orcs can be wow! Gray? Okay. You can't okay. have gray orcs where you're from. Yeah. Oh, Holy shit! Garrett Gygax is turning in his fucking grave. <laughs> So I, I, they have this this map Sorry, that they're rolling. Whatever out. animal creature race they are, I will say there's no drow in cool. this movie. There's a lot of white people. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of white people. And then instead of just you know hiring a diverse cast, they just start putting face paint on people. You have a watermelon person in one of the scenes. They look like a watermelon. There's just a lot of people with face paint on. Yeah, they didn't really. There's not a really big diverse casting kind of thing. No, which no, is absolutely. Say, right? probably, we have one dwarf. We have a couple, um, I don't want to say uh, little people. Sure. If that's the correct terminology. I can't tell if they're dwarfs or whatnot. I don't want to say halfling. I don't want to say short They do mention halflings in the... They make one one reference to a halfling. And we get one elf. Yeah. Yeah. We get one elf. Okay, I'm not convinced Snails wasn't an elf because he never sees his ears. Wow, what a cool twist if they gave him something else to do in the movie besides die and be neurotic right his whole purpose was to be voice of reason like to be the counter humor yeah and then through that humor you're supposed to care for him so that when he needlessly wasted his life right you'd feel bad for him they didn't even grab the i didn't see them grab the map yeah i don't understand that scene again 
he, he tosses him a scroll of paper and uh, what's his name stabs him well, for reasons. So well, the, 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 the map leads them to the red dragon cave where mm-hmm. they can they know where the red dragon staff is. Yeah. So, but they realize after they get sucked into the map through magical bidets. Which, uh, can I take a side road here? Is Ridley a mage? No, I assume no. he's a rogue with UMD, with use magic device. Okay. Um, so that's what I've always assumed. Yeah, uh, he just had a magic sword. Remember, this is or maybe he was this like is D and D three. D and D three had U- this UMD. This is okay. three. It had UMD. Yeah. So he that's what he was. And that was his potential. He's had potential as a mage. So he maybe had like a level of mage or I don't know something like that. Or he had some type of actually it'd be more of a warlock. So he had clearly some type of um, warlock bloodline. You want to you want to throw Ridley some stats right now? I'll sorcerer? say everybody's level five. I'll say Ridley is a third level rogue, and then he takes one point or maybe two points in fighter and then one final point in warlock. Yeah, okay. Or I would even say sorcerer. Well, I think sorcerer. sorcerer. He all of a sudden has powers. Sorcerer, yes. Sorcerer is right. Well, it right. showed twice when he got the staff initially and then when he was trying to, right before he destroyed it, it was trying to take him over right. to like convince him like, you know, to yeah. let it, like, you know, let the power through and, you know. Um, and he was a charismatic yeah. character that people mm-hmm. tend to follow. So that would play well with the charismatic based sorcerer yeah can i take a side road another side road into damodar I, come four, on that side four road. fighter he's pure fighter no four fighter one warlock i would say is there a i see i say magus because i'm thinking pathfinder because he, he has his thing in his head which might have act as a patron which lets him fuck around with low level magic Ooh, stuff. i like that t- i that didn't take. actually see him do magic though no he but just he kind of threw his he uh, used his thing to uh, Demodor read, used his thing to Demodor. read somebody else's mind. I don't know if you want. And he created a portal. Yeah, and he also had a magical sword, so he could have been buffing a sword. Right. Well. So no, I think you're right on that one. So four fighter, one warlock. Marina, so I think is all enough, wizard. All there's wizard. not enough fucking elves in this movie. No, no I'm going through this. Marina's all wizard. Okay. Right. We do we all agree? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she needed snails, a spell pouch. I would say a rogue bard hybrid. Yes. Now Maria was a fucking commoner. She had she had no fucking class. Okay, no, she, she threw power. a couple scrolls up and was like portal. She cast a few spells. She cast lightning on Damodar, uh, she, twice actually, or whatever. Like lightning. focus, focus. She needs to fucking focus, my guy. She did nothing <laughs> in, uh, in this movie. There was times where she's standing there with her hands in her pockets, and <laughs> we got really going. Get out of the way. I've got to do the thing again. No, no. Because really had, does all of the shit in the movie. Yeah. She had two wardrobe changes and three hairstyle changes. You're and right, she wore a blanket right. once. Yeah. True, true. Yikes. So, all right, we've got all Yikes. their levels. Um, yeah, I'd say fifth level. Yeah. This is a little fifth level. Uh, five, save the world. I, five to eight. Uh, no, no, eight. no, no, not a chance. No, not, not a no. chance. Not a chance. No, no. So, because if it was level five to eight, Maria would have been doing something. Like anything. the spell anything. fly. Ah, uh, yes. Because okay. I think at seven you get third level spells, which I think flies a third like, level this spell. This is a whole kingdom, and this is the best they have. Is the this level is the five. people we send. These are our heroes. This yeah. is our Vox Machina. Here's the problem Four with high, Here's the problem with doing like the fantasy things with the high magic of D and D. The Empire, especially is back not then, their best. they couldn't afford the budget of a real caster. Do you know why? Because Wizards of the fucking Coast said, "Not today, Satan," and then they cut their budget in half. Yeah, so they had to go. Ah, uh, you already bought the sword, right? You lost the receipt. We can't return it. Mm, shit. Okay. Well, then he's gonna have to do something with the sword a lot. Yeah. Instead of everyone else doing anything, <laughs> that's why the that's why you have like six guards 
in every shot. There's only those six guards. Yeah. I they mean, only have that many armor. Uh, and one beholder. One. No, there was multiple beholders. They just copied and pasted them across the board. <laughs> the other thing, too, that's really quick. Uh, while they're running through the death maze, for some reason, I don't know if there was any stunt people on this crew. Because a lot of the main actors got hurt. Like, broken bones. Did they really? Yeah. Because they cheaped out. And they just went, you can do this, right? And they were young enough. They go, yeah, we could do this. Cool. Okay, I'll do my own stunt. Who did stunts? Only really the Ridley character did stunts. Yeah, well, Ridley might have broken his arm. <laughs> he broke his arm once for each cast member. Yeah, that, that's crazy. So they, they after they leave, they have their name plastered up for the, the murder of like a senior mage who gave them the scroll and said, go find the staff. Um, then they go to a bar. They find out they need the dragon's eye or whatever stone. The and that's when they the go to the, They fist. need the dragon stones. Yeah. 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 Uh, the underneath stones. Uh, and that's when they decided they need to go to the Thieves Guild because they know that that's where the dragon stone is at the end of the dude's maze. Enter... The legend himself, Richard O'Brien. Nintendo Geek, thoughts on seeing Richard O'Brien in another movie? Well, like I said before, when he turned around, I was like, oh my god. Like, of course he's in this. Like, who who else would have been that character? He kind of reminds me of, um, like, Jeff Goldblum now could have played the same type. Oh my god, yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Kind of like how he is in Zany. Thor. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, who's the Thor game master? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I thought that was really similar. It could have just been the hoop earrings or just a general, like, uh, attitude. He, he had more of a snake kind of guy. Like, it, it is, does not surprise anyone. That's the thing is, in no moment when he, at the end, when he goes through all the traps, uh, when Xylus was like, hey, give me the stone. Give me the stone. Um, did I go, oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Like, right. it wasn't a shock to me at all. Well, you get the vibe where it's like, is he a pirate? Does he own brothels? Is he just a rogue? Oh, what he is does. His, what he is sells his, drugs. He sells, he, no. Drugs. He, he does doesn't. drugs. He doesn't at all. He's too clean for that. He's too fucking No, smooth. no, he's got people way yes. underneath him that yes. does. No, he has nothing. He is the, the drug lord. that knows people sell somebody. I can yeah. I, he's completely innocent. That man has never done a crime in his life. Yeah, exactly. And he, I'm sure he has brothels under his name. Right. I'm sure he's got politics, like mages All under, his, stuff, under right. his pocket. Why would I help you? I've got, well, I would lose my seat and mm -hmm. power. Yeah. Or I'd lose my bird or whatever. And I think he just sort of went, well, you think you can do the dungeon? Why not? Like, right. I want people to get me this dragon eye. Yeah. So what do we think of the traps? The first trap, I think, very much reminiscent of Indiana Jones. Spike floor? Uh, yeah, oh, there's only okay. the one okay. spike floor. Hey, they had $45 million, okay? That's it. $45 million. That's all <laughs> they had, okay? I didn't want to yell. <laughs> they made it work. I thought it was neat with the axes. And we had to like climb up on them and like I can see we got hurt. Yeah, the fire room too. The it's, fire well, room was brutal. Like I said, when he first rolled into the fire room, and he hit one of the blue or green eyes, and it just started going. Like you can, think, I don't think he was um, prepared for that. Well, I think we've all played that trap room in D and D. Yeah, but he looked like freaked out in the corner, being like, "Holy shit!" And then the wall starts moving, and the yeah. the tiles start flipping over from red to whatever. Oh, that was color. a cool. I'm but sorry, that was, that was a cool. Cool yeah. trap. Cool that dungeon. was a really I love cool. It. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I love it. I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching it, and I was really invested when the wall started moving. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh fuck. shit. Oh uh, no. <laughs> just, it never rains. It was a really good trap. Like the first one was interesting. It was very Indiana Jones. It was very easy. Like to me, it was very easy to solve the problem. There's enough gap mm -hmm. underneath them. I sat. My first thought was just crawl. 
Yeah, like there right. seemed to be enough gap underneath between the floor and the actual axes themselves. Like it's not complicated. No, but then the next one, I still thought, why isn't there fire coming out of the ground and the ceiling? Um, you know, that would be. The ceiling does make sense because it's open, so people can watch. But like at least the ground makes sense, right. um, or the back wall. Um, and it's that eye, that eye, yeah, <sighs> right. Yeah, I really like that trap. I, I first it's like, oh, this is a super simple trap, and then it adds the wall, and you're like. Okay, this got complicated. Now, now, now you're in a rush. Tiles started flipping, and then over. the fake out tiles started flipping. I'm like, wow, this is a really interesting map. Like, if it, I play this, it feels like a DM is after you. Now, yeah. is your DC just going higher, or how, how are your tiles flipping? Well, it felt like the trap that Ooh, you played uh, when we played Game of Annihilation. You know I, mean? I think it was with the animals on the floor. Yeah, mm. and we had to step on specific tiles to right. like get through in a certain order. Yes. Yeah, it felt very, it very cliche, and that which oh, is fine. Spoilers for two of them. That's okay. That's what you need, though. Yeah. Guess what? The movie itself, unfortunately, wasn't for Dungeons and Dragons fans. It was for people to get into Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yeah. And it was the generic fantasy of, hey, we're gonna go do the caper. Yeah. We're gonna go do the caper, and the caper is gonna have us slide into, uh, oh, oh shit, we have to save the world now. Yeah. Kind of I thing. think I hated that trap. The first trap was cool because he did like agility dc checks to get out which yeah. showed that he's a rogue sure the second one i didn't like because he spent so much time figuring out the trap at the beginning mm -hmm. and testing it and i was like oh he's outsmarting the trap but then at the end it's just like just run like he, he didn't get to use it broke down to why didn't you just run in the first place then i think the i think yeah. it's the standard thing on the player where if you look at the map and you have you do the math of it and you say okay fuck it i'll i would rather roll one acrobatics check for the jump sure then three more for the trap sure i get that but it, it's it to me in the movie yeah it ruined the work he did to figure out the trap before sure. but and the it, door was closed yeah i get that but it still ruined the effect like it ruined mm -hmm. the idea of well you could have just done this from the first stage then. no not to overthink this but if xylus really wanted that ruby eye he could have just opened the door and gone in with a work crew and took the thing apart I feel like it's magically protected, right? Magically protected. Yeah, because that last trap, um, like if that was like if if a that was an actual trap in a dungeon in game, I think that would have just taken forever to figure out. Oh, just smash the uh, the hourglass. I, I do think like that. Everyone would have tried to figure think, out the mechanics and how to dissemble the. I think it'd be the door. Like, it would been like an, an escape room where you have like five people and like somebody would have come up with it yeah if it was just one person in the room i don't think so somebody definitely over would have overthinking it yeah being like how can i like you know what uh, disassemble it or how can i do like my thieves tools or or somebody would have uh i just want to roll intelligence to figure mm -hmm. it out well it's the room full of objects yeah there's 60 objects in the room and we can't figure out how to turn the light the lights on yeah well Did anyone one... think to just touch the light switch yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 Because there's absolutely. 60 objects in the room, and this is clearly the thing that we're supposed to be interacting with. But in when this realistically, instance, the answer is right on the wall. Yes. It's the simplest answer that we're overthinking. In this instance, there were really two things there was the complicated machine, and there was the hourglass. But. Uh, and then the roof that was. You the had ball. the roof coming down. Mm -hmm. Right? Which adds pressure. Which I think he could have just stood straight up. Yeah. The there was yeah. enough gap in those. He <laughs> was pretty skinny. It's certain death. <laughs> <laughs> certain death the last i checked it was certain death um i do uh, so after like the door opens he passes that one and there's the moment like the indiana jones moment where i thought there was gonna be another trap oh, yeah, where he had to do right. the weight thing and just anything and he, he kind of plays with the sand on the 
on the thing. Like, oh, he's checking out a trap. He's doing the rogue thing. Check for traps. Not only that. Always check for traps. Or detecting Soon magic. as he fucking touches the gem, boom. Visions of, like, the city or fire or... Yeah. Or like, it was, oh, it was, no. no or it was a fake gem the whole no, time. Well, not only that, but no one's touched this magic item in years. Yeah. 15 years or something. It would be longer than that, I think. Right? I assume that the dungeon... I assume that the dungeon's been there since the last Great since War. Since the last Great War. So he would have touched it, and it would have been the first MacGuffin of the warning. Yeah. Where it is... Or it's the, I think I know where the staff is. Yes. Or At maybe least, maybe a warning from that skeleton mage we meet later. Or even just a vision of the door. Yeah. Missing the eye. I don't know where it is, but I know what to do with this. Yes. Yeah. And then when he slides down the tunnel and he finds it everything and he's got the like the, the David MacGuffin key. Yep. He's, okay, I, this is the vision I've had. This is the next step. He's got to put it under, add it to the other scrote. The, the other, yeah, the, the other dragon. spot. <laughs> it doesn't go in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, got both eyes. What? Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, what the hell? <laughs> I love that in the next scene when you get Damodar slowly over the course of the movie, because Damodar reintroduces Just himself in the himself. themes. He's hunting them. Um, over the course of the movie, I'm, I'm sure other people noticed it. Yeah. The worm redder parasites redder. got redder and redder, and his veins got redder and redder as like the parasite was fucking with him more and more right, and more right. throughout the movie. I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. Visually horrifying. Yeah. Body horror is always just gross. The uh, we've seen that even with the gentleman getting his eyes stitched shut in Pathfinder. Yeah, um, body horror is awful. Demodar, the time is ticking, and he's got to get that. He's got to get these kids. He's got to get these meddling kids and that damn dog. He's got to get that <laughs> that red rock. He's got to get the staff back to Daddy Irons, and then fucking get the, <laughs> the the creature out of his head. Yes, he's got his own problems. He's got his own problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that Demodar comes back as the villain in the next film—oh, I'm stoked! Oh yeah, we're gonna watch that. I'm stoked. We're to gonna see watch it. it. I think they're on iTunes or something. We'll find them. Uh, I'm sure think, we'll find. Yeah, them. Uh, actually, I know Wait, somebody you haven't has the seen DVD. Dungeons no. and Dragons the second one. Uh, no. Just Rob has the DVD. Does he? Oh yeah. Jesus! Uh, so yeah, that's when they capture the mage um, friend, uh, Melina, uh, Marina. Marina, Marina. Sorry. Melina. And Mortal the, Kombat. I'm thinking Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Um, no maidens. Yeah. Oh, dang. And that's when they have to go face Damodar in a fortress that looks like it's older than time immemorial. Yeah. It's ruins in every sense of the word, except when you get to the dungeon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. Um, but he's got that great scene that you were talking about, uh, Amanda, where he comes in interrogating oh, her. Oh, the whispers. I he walks in and he commands the room. Are we going to do that right now? Go ahead, you guys go. I want to set the room. You guys are deep in a dungeon. It all looks like styrofoam. Where is the map? Fuck you. <laughs> and then... He beats the shit out of her. He, like, mind sucks her. And it's oh. like, oh, this is so not okay. <laughs> I do not consent to mind probing. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it was not good. It was not good. I mean, the next scene we see her, she is... Not doing well. Oh, no. And he's like, we gotta go. And she's like, <gasps> like, oh, my God. I'm so traumatized. But, but oh, my God. Worry. Thank God you're here. But don't worry. She's fine in the next scene. Oh, yeah. She's 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 fine. She does a costume change, and we're all good. Is that where we get the kissing? Or is that after? Uh, That's in the Elf City. That's in the Elf City, yeah. That's after. That is after. Oh, my God. Yeah, because this is where um, Marlon Yeah, Lock-Lorian. snails 
uh, steps on, I think, both the coolest and weirdest trap ever. I love that. I love it. Oh, the... I love that. I'm a little disappointed it wasn't a CG rug. Oh, the oatmeal rug? <laughs> the oatmeal the rug. The oatmeal rug was great. That looked soothing, if anything. I'm yeah. wondering at the prop department if it was CG or if they painstakingly like no, dusted I, like I the think, pattern over top i think, no, I think okay. they printed something like plastic you don't over like it, or rice paper okay rice paper. here's yeah here's, no here's what it i was think really cool i think they had a rug and then i think they had like oatmeal rice paper that they did a general rug uh design on because when you actually see it where general he rug. sunk into general rug uh <laughs> when he sunk into it you don't actually if you look at the edges it's all pretty roughed up mm-hmm. like once he's in it yeah, and this was a one take thing. They yeah. were like, "You don't get a second take." You on have to this. just fall. Much like into the, the so, I don't think it had to be perfect. Story. I just think it had to be good enough. Yeah. Rest in peace, that horse. Uh, uh, not a Treyu. Um, Art Artrax. Yeah, like the horse uh, died uh, in the yeah. quicksand in that take, like where he's sinking. What? Yeah, the horse died. The horse Adam, dies. have you ever seen Neverending Story? But he comes no. back. Oh, Adam. Have you never seen Friends? Never I need you story. all to just can it for a minute. We're not going to do the bit. We're going to add Never Ending Story to the, the list, though. <laughs> because you've seen never seen Never Ending Story. No, I haven't. Oh, boy. Do we got to get you on a good rainy day when you want to feel depressed? Oh, no. Oh, well, fucking right. The, horse, the horse's name is Artax. Okay. Yeah. okay. Anyway, for those of you who know, you know. And those of you who don't, we're going to so keep sorry. that to ourselves. We're sorry. We're spoiled. Maybe another movie. But anyway, back to Dungeons and Dragons. Been he like fucks up years. that carpet. And that's a great trap. Yeah, he it falls was. falls in a big old milky pool of yogurt. No, oatmeal. But like, and it's even worse. Imagine like having oatmeal. that as a DM. Like you have, uh, I'm just going to spitball here, but like you have a rug and you can't walk on this rug or it's going to quicksand unless you have like a special ring or something like that. Yeah. Also, he or left. Or don't. Yeah, or don't. Or don't. Don't sip on don't the rug. Don't walk on the rug. And he left, and it's the classic, like, was someone here? Oh, the rug's fucked up. Yeah. And there's milky oatmeal footprints. Well, you also oh, made, yeah. <laughs> you made the observation that it was a hammock under a four-post canopy bed with a hookah. What? So what? <laughs> so a weird guy. He's a villain, yeah. but it doesn't mean he can't chill and out. This is, okay? This is the base like of a ruin. Chill like a vill. But this is Damodar, who's been serious this whole time. You all think and he's whispers. in a four-post hammock. You all think hookah. he's whispering? It's just throat cancer. He's, <laughs> hoffing. he's hoffing on that fucking hookah every night. I can't actually speak any louder than this. I'm upset because my back hurts from a hammock. Right. <laughs> I need the four-post canopy because the mosquitoes bother me so much at night. See, we're making jokes, but this is literally the quality and level of quality of jokes in this film. Because when Snails walks in the room before he falls on the, the oatmeal bath, he literally walks up to the armor of Damodar and goes, I'm Damodar! <laughs> and then just kind of shakes his ass and then laughs. Yeah. And then walks by. Like, that is that is it, folks. That's we the are, ceiling of humor in this movie. We are movie. all snails right now. Right. <laughs> oh, good lord. So, they fight. Yeah. They lose. Beholders are circling through the whole place. They only fight guards. Uh, Damodar <coughs> does some big old D-Damodar damage and kills snails. Yeah. He steps on snails. The, I do love the scene where they all catch to each other, and yeah. Damodar's got, got snails at the throat, and 
the way the reason he kills him is because Snails throws the scroll that he had just stolen from Damodar's pimp room Lightly like tosses. a wet paper towel, <laughs> yeah, like like a meter, <laughs> which is nothing. Like, no, and what here? happened? He, he yeah. goes. He 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 does this. He goes for it, and then Ridley's like, "Snails, don't do it!" And it's like, "You idiot! The guy didn't notice what he was doing." <laughs> But I love how he tosses it like a meter, and then he kills snails for it. Yeah. And instead of Ridley rushing to get the scroll that his friend just sacrificed for, he does the... She runs for dirt, somehow uses the dirt as a spell component. She had had her pouch back. No, she got a pouch back. Oh, I thought she used the dirt. Uh, Snails got the, uh, when he was in Damodar's room, got a spell component pouch. Oh, okay. And he, he, I guess, due to the fight with Damodar, it fell on the floor and she went and grabbed the spell component. Oh, and then immediately portaled out. Yeah. Yeah. Hookah powder. Hookah powder. Hookah powder. <laughs> yeah. But they got didn't a big grab old bag of scroll, which snails uh, sacrificed themselves. Well, we to assume toss. that they have it because they found the door, but we never actually see them grab the scroll. Yeah, that's which yeah. Completely like, ruins his entire sacrifice. None unless they of did, them could unless close we missed a it. fucking door. Whether they're all yeah. ra- they're, they're mages, but they're raised in a fucking barn because they can't close a portal behind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do love that. That's Teleportation spells that's happened other people two, through. three times in the movie yeah. where like, they just follow. Yeah. yeah. We have to run. Okay, cool. But like minutes later. Should we close yeah. that? No, no, we're good. We gotta run. There's, just, <laughs> there's wormholes around the city. People are tripping in. A lot of kids are going missing because wormholes just opening up all over the city. <laughs> Fucking mage school. They can't be bothered to walk 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Swallowing up kids and dwarves. It's awful. So yeah, immediately they... They are found in a giant, cool wood elf forest. Although I am really upset that um, is it Tom or Richard Baker? Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Tom that Baker. was yeah, the, the author. Which doctor was he? Eight. The I don't know. One moment. Fourth. I, he was the. Fourth? He was an early one. He was an early one, but wasn't Tom Baker the one with the yeah, huge yeah, scarf? Definitely wasn't. Yeah. 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 He was pulling weed and gummy bears out of his coat. Yes. Yeah. He and was he that had, guy. Uh, no, not this. He wasn't the one with the celery lapel. I don't know. No. Um, but no, Norda really yeah, upsets okay. me that she's clearly a part of a wood elf tribe Maybe. or group or whatever. Fourth Doctor. And yet she wears metal. That is her, not cool. You don't her, know that metal. Her, though, was really Ironwood. nicely done. I yes. know it was only the front. Like, it didn't go all the way around. But, like, it was well sculpted. Like yeah. you said, she had no, abs and a belly button. Like you said, it was sculpted. Like, it was sculpted to the female form. Like, they like, cast her. It had, yeah. it had a belly button. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I just, all I could think about is... Good for her because that means she didn't have to work out for a million years and dehydrate herself just for a scene because the armor did it for her. Adam, baby, it's two thousand. Nobody's doing that. Shout out to Henry Cavill in that Uh, one scene. Yeah, they Um, still do that. There's a reason why I didn't show him shirtless in the second season. He was like, "Screw that." Yeah. Anyway, listen, I'll (laughs) get back on my shoebox here and stand. For a brief minute, the elf and the dwarf do nothing in this movie. Nothing. No, the nothing. dwarf insults the okay. elf, uh, and the then elf. they're the like, dwarf, uh, Can you scroll up for a second? The dwarf puts Damodar on his ass in, like, the first three seconds of the dwarf meeting Damodar. Yeah, that's it. But okay. that's And then there's that scene where the elf goes to the dwarf, and they say, I never thought I'd fight next to an elf. <laughs> and and then, the dwarf goes, I'd never fight next to... An elf, and, and then, then that's the scene. And then, and then the, the elf goes, "But what about a friend?" No, no, that's not the scene. No, no, you're no thinking of another no, no, movie. No, oh, okay. It's what about an elf? You're missing the scene where the dwarf goes to the elf and says, "You have to toss me," and the elf is like, "I'm going to HR." 
<laughs> yeah, stop asking me to toss you. No, please. He, he asks not to toss. Elwood, me not again. Because he asks Aragorn to toss him. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so I've never seen a movie in my life. I, I do. Yeah, the the as far as I can tell, the elf does get them from point A to point B because she's a ranger and a tracker. So she does that, but it's all skill checks off screen. My guy. They're doing nothing but going from map to map. They what only, point is the this elf? This is D D. You take off the map and you put down a new map. There they, are right. plenty of so skills why do we that have help an elf? you with maps. They need her to bring Ridley to get healed. <gasps> I just realized something. So is the elf a cleric? No. No, she brings Tom him Baker. to their Tom Baker well, is I mean, a cleric. Snail or is he a druid? For that, at least. Uh, he might have been a druid. Maybe a multi-class. I'd maybe. say he's a druid. He, I'd he say druid. We'll, say, well, he's Tom Baker, hands, so maybe level eight. Or yeah, uh, yeah. healing a touch. Lay on hands. Lay on hands. Lay on yeah, hands. He laid on hands. No, no. Lay on hands is a paladin. He would have just cast cure. Cure light wounds. Yeah. Cure moderate wounds. Yeah, whatever version of that you choose. He didn't need to touch him, but he did. Well, no. Cure, cure is a touch. Cure disease. Lift curse. I'm thinking healing word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Healing word is the higher level one. Um, no, I, I think... Um, Oh my god, where was I? Yeah, I know. That's I, where I was I, thinking. I had something to say on this one. Elves. Elf off-screen you, skill you elves. No, she she brings people to the forest to get the heal. That's that's all. It's a cool shot. Right? The big tree city. Sure, but I don't Not really... Not Lothlorien. It had no value whatsoever. Like, if they had just had... You're right. If they had just had Marina or whatever... No, Marina. If you're looking for value. Marina. Norda. No, guy. Norda. If they just had Norda be part druid... Right. And she could have slightly healed them along the way. But they then, could have skipped an entire scene. But then how would you get Tom Baker in the movie? Yeah, true. We already paid for Tom. He's on a flight. Maybe to... save the money and put more Profian in there. Also, Marina would have gotten her uh, okay. her, her outfit change. And Ridley true. and Marina wouldn't have kissed, so... That's oh, true. yeah. That's, that was that an abusive relationship. Jesus. Oh, I no. fucking hate you, mages! No. I love you. Oh, wait. No, you're you're pretty smart. Poor mage. Oh, no. oh, the whole time, me and a, a geek movie house were like, "Don't, don't do it." Yeah, don't no, we all were. It. We're like, oh, "No, no, 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 don't, no, don't." Yeah, Amanda, you're pretty smart for a girl. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's hurtful. God. Oh, well, it's no, like, it's like it's so mean. It's to sound crazy all of a sudden here, guys, but like, I know this is unheard of. What if they just really existed as just like a good group of friends on a quest? And we didn't have any of the bullshits, like really awkward, really forced, like what? sexual tension. Yeah, I'm what is cool this? with the hey, she's going up a ladder, and there's the quick quirky line of like, hey, no peeking. Yeah, or some bullshit of like they're well, all wait. they're all checking each other out because they all want to sleep with each other, or it's they, none of them want to sleep with each other. Yeah, there's no none of them ground. want to sleep. With they each already other. have. They've cool. already broken up, right. gone their separate ways, and come back as a group right. again. Right, right. <laughs> and now they're done. Oh, what fuck. is this, Moana? Well, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. No, I I think suddenly, even though uh, Snail sacrifices himself for the map, they never touch the map, yet they still find the dragon shrine. Hey, we need this. It's important. For what? Oh, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. Oh! Then, we need to go through. Oh. Only Ridley is able to go through. Hi, welcome oh. to Dungeons & Dragons, He's an interactive role-playing game with one. four of your friends. By the way, Ridley, you're the chosen one. You're, you're the only one who can do... You're three levels ahead of everybody, anything. and you're my favorite... I loved your joke. You're like, Dana, you're paying a little too much attention to your boyfriend here. <laughs> right. Like, fuck, man. This is, Ridley is when the DM creates their own player character and then just kind of starts jacking off in front of everyone. Like, yes. for God's sakes. 
hey, I know you guys worked really hard on your characters and your backstory, but this is Dave. He's now the ranger. He's going to lead you through the dungeon. Dave's going to go first. Oh, Oh, wait. Dave ruled the highest initiative. Oh, man. Isn't it cool? Dave did 200 points of damage. What do you mean Dave did 200 points of damage? We're like level two. Yeah, Dave did 200 (laughs) points of damage. He kills the monster in one hit. Moving on to the next room. Oh, Dave already checked for traps, so you're good. Thanks, Ridley. I mean, Dave. I mean, Ridley. Yeah. Yeesh, this movie. I absolutely hated that this is a D&D party with one person. Right. Like, oh. Yeah, it's like, no, it, only It was the same guy doing all in. the checks. Yeah. Yeah. It's your destiny to be in there. Fuck you. Plus, I, okay, am I the only one that thinks that none of this was needed? Yeah. Because if they had just never gone on their journey, because he's the only one destined to be in there... No one would have gotten the red staff. So if they didn't get no politics. Oh, are we talking about the uh, Indiana Jones Ark of the Covenant kind of situation? Yeah. 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 Well, there would have been conflict between the Empress and the Mage Council, but I think it sounds like the Empress would have won, though. Yeah. Yeah. And our friends would have been rich. Because the Empress was winning, so he went into the dungeon to go get the, the staff. And I do love the evil wizard strung up as a skeleton yes and he is oh, damned he is to live until he hands it off to someone good because i got the feeling like he was an evil wizard back in his heyday built this red staff to control evil dragons mm-hmm. and as punishment he was basically like, well you have to stay alive until you do a good deed which is give it to someone who it's worthy yeah yeah and i really like that that he's going Hey, I'm telling you, this is going to corrupt you as a person. I tried. It you don't up. want this. No, you his, don't want his my curse. Get, his uh, <laughs> his cutting was, um, I need to give this to somebody who's worthy. It's like, are you worthy? And his response was, nobody's worthy. Yeah. I, kind of, maybe. I don't know. It depends what I feel about it. Yeah. I, I just, I really liked the, like, to me, that villain hanging up in as a skeleton had in my mind had this cool backstory yeah. that I want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you, want already, to watch any of this. you already put it in. You, like the the <laughs> environmental a, storytelling was enough. That was yeah. you that walked was a in great, and went, oh shit, hit his shit has hit the fan already. Oh no, that this mage was a great. Good. He was a great empty vase that you could fill yourself. Yeah. Well, look, it's a gold room that I really feel like they could have lit even worse, where it's just like <laughs> quiet and empty, and maybe pump a little fog in here. Yeah. Right. And just get like, ooh, this is creepy. And then the classic like jump scare. Oh fuck, he comes alive. Not, it was a bit of not a, jump a puppet scare being like, you don't want dead. my stick. And it's like, <laughs> yes, I do. No, you don't. And it's like, oh, fuck. I will not give you my staff, you boob. I'm I'm shaking my arm like I'm holding a puppet on my arm right now and just yelling. But uh, ooh, yeah, it's cool though. I thought that it's that cool. was the best part of this the entire staff movie. Plastic as hell. Oh yeah. It like it ugh. looked like a dollar store toy. Yeah, a little dark wash, maybe anything. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a Sailor Moon prop. Yeah, they basically painted it and then put on a sealer. And uh, they they painted it. They taped on some spikes. And then Nintendo Geek, you got some lore to jump on us. Well, no, because the staffs we're talking about aren't oh, like six wise. foot staffs that are powerful. Oh, it's a They're wand. literally it's like a, baton. A, a foot and a half. No, no, maybe no. two feet. No, they're they're probably. It was three not feet. that big. They're it like, was what not. Was no, big? no, it's it was. Yeah, it was. No, it was not. It's a baton. It was here to here. It was not that big. It yeah, was, no, small. You're they're they're holding here, but it was like three feet. But it was I, not. It, it was might, not. No, three no, feet, no. Dude. It might be three feet if you count the spikes. Yeah, maybe they were pretty. Like uh, also, the empress is like a teenager, so like it looked big when she was holding it, but like it was literally like this big. 
Yeah. Just for like height wise, right? I felt like they were always holding those staffs weird. Like there's something wrong with the way they were holding it them. It looks like there's a handle and they were not holding it. I'm by not going to touch any of this with a fucking 10 foot actual <laughs> staff. So <laughs> you guys make as many jokes as you want about that one. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like they have this staff with like these weird like handles, like almost like um like you would have swords, like the, the like arm a, guards, uh, the, right, the right. buckle guards. Yeah, a guard of some kind. And they were never holding it the way you would hold a sword. It looks like a key blade without the key. Holy shit shit yes, <laughs> yes or it does. if you were to buy a sailor moon toy from japan yeah. and then, tape, and then and knock out the sailor moon part and just on put a spikes. plastic crystal in the middle of it and glue some spikes to it yeah i do love your comment when we were watching the movie it was like well that's a power rangers mcguffin if it I've is ever a seen power it. rangers mcguffin man <laughs> it's gonna like call forth a zord i'm shocked that uh shocked. profian did not turn into a dragon yeah, I'm shocked. Okay. Profian if he was actually into... a red dragon in disguise, right? Just Pro... his teeth and the way he was like something was happening. His because uh, he's a warlock in this film, no, I believe. I, I so wish... he pulls, he gets the staff, and all of a sudden, like it corrupts him. I wish there was a reason. Changes. Yeah, I wish there was a reason, and we got to know the reason why he had blue lips. Because otherwise, he's just a guy who puts on blue lips. Uh, you clearly missed the plot of the film. It's called corruption and the government. I'll turn your lips blue. So that was Damodar got blue <laughs> no. lips only. Um, oh, sorry, Damodar, my bad. Yeah. Damodar. You said they couldn't get the props, so they might have not had his full costume, so they had to improvise. I think Jeremy Irons just said no. No, I mean... Bruce hey, we're going to put you in prosthetics. No, no. How Damodar had blue lips. <laughs> oh. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know. I. So it was just weird that she decides to go... The Empress is like, well, you're not listening to me, and you're afraid of me because I could always send dragons after you. And they're like, yes, that's exactly why we want to take the staff away from you. She goes, okay. I'm gonna send dragons after I'm you. I'm also a little girl, and you could set. You probably have sent assassins after me, but I can't technically pin it on you because you're the government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, technically, you're major you're the government. Like, and if I do that, I go to war with you, which is what I'm trying to avoid in the first right. place. So and everybody loves the, the end and go to war. Yeah, and then I do love that the heroes after all this. Like, if you had just not gotten the red staff, Profian probably it would have been a close battle. But Profian looks like he was on the losing foot. Until the bad guys trap him and take the red staff from him. So, she, yeah, if if Ridley and Snails at the beginning of the movie and Ridley said, let's go steal from the magic school, Snails says no. And Ridley was like, you're right. Nothing would have happened. Yeah. I want to go drinking no. instead. Oh, well, Empress would have won, would have had like the same ending. Well, yeah. the Empress herself literally goes, Profian, war benefits no one, but I'll go to war with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't think I won't back down. And I, then there's like that eye contact where they're like, ooh. Profian probably knew her father or something, or she wasn't always the empress. And yeah. Like, what happened here? But we didn't get any of that. No. No, there's so much more story that could have been told. But yeah, it, it's just, it's sad to see that it is so close to D&D &D after all the fighting and the fighting mm -hmm. with the, the plus one swords, because that's all they've got. Uh, that's what I was going to say earlier, was how you're saying like, oh, how did these two thieves, a dwarf and an elf ranger defeat the bad guy and it's also like and the mage and a mage well the mage was there she wasn't actually doing much but, but well she did more she did more than the ranger but how many <laughs> four or five people parties have you started D, D with where that's exactly what you're with and somehow these like uh blumbering characters kind of grow there's grow and learn and go through all these hardships and then end up being like the saviors of the realm 
Yeah. So in a way, it's pretty accurate to an actual like D and D. That's why it's so good. Is to me, it reminds me of so many of my parties where the way we we talk about it is we call it failing upwards, mm-hmm. where you just you're a bunch of bumbling idiots because that's how dice works. You build your character like my character is really smart, but what ends up happening is you roll and throughout a campaign, you roll enough ones that you become a fucking joke. And well, then you still are the hero of the realm. I, I like that concept of like where the uh, you have your stat sheet, but like your stats aren't you. Your dice rolls are you. Like yeah. say if you have you have a high athletics, but you keep rolling shit for your athletics skill, your character's bad at athletics. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Well, the argument too, though, a lot of what things with takeaways uh, is getting the workaround, especially from DMing. You're playing with wizards or characters with twenties. Yeah. Hey. I'm sorry. No offense, everyone. You're not a level 20 intelligence person. Yeah. But your character is. And the workaround of you're not in the room where your character is that your DM is describing. Yeah. And not everyone is listening or paying attention or even thinking of the same things that the DM is describing. Yes. So the show don't tell has been such an important aspect of the game that has needed to be improved upon for everybody across the board. Yeah. Because your level 20 wizard would have figured it out. Yep. But your player who has a job and who other a shit going on. Human and going, with an eight oh, I don't know. Half drunk has got drunk fingers going, and Cheetos. I don't know. <laughs> and you kind of have to really, not over explain it, but just kind of be like, you yeah. get it. You get it. You, you have, have to hit Because you hammer. definitely would get it. You have to show and not tell. Kind yeah. Of well, so, then, then you run into the opposite problem, too, where you have, like, a really smart player who's playing a really dumb character, and oh, then yeah. they have to dumb it down, and they just seem like the asshole in the room. That's, like, can you just do the check? Oh, I don't know what the check is. No, I know what the check is. I just... There's my guy's an between, idiot. There's a difference between the role play and the... Yeah, that, though. Yeah. You gotta find that balance. Well, so I the think... guy finishes him off, and they... they Protein gets eaten, because Princess... What's-her-face comes from nowhere. Princess Savina. Empress, Empress Savina. Savina. Empress. She comes out of nowhere. I assume a dragon dropped her off, but they didn't show... I would love to have seen a cool scene where, like, a dragon dips his head onto the platform, and he's kind of, like, hovering or there. Or she does a drive-by step she's off the platform. There. Yeah, she's just there. Like, they... They done her dirty in that scene. She could have had such a cool entrance, and they fucked that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, this sorcerer, uh, no warlock, sorry, this warlock Profian, is obsessed with his staff. And then, in the middle of fighting, he's just like, "I don't need the staff. I'm not." Like he just drops it. I'm at some powerful point. enough without the staff. I'll kill you. He boy. gets too cocky because, yeah. like, like uh, Ridley is like on the ground, like, like unconscious or like just knocked out or after he has a duel with damodar yeah yeah and i guess he's like weakened enough where he's like he gets like cocky like oh i can take this like and he also assumed no one else in that area could use the staff Mm -hmm. was powerful enough to use the staff until mr white savior shows up is like i could use the staff out of nowhere because he's got to level and use magical device yeah yeah exactly but he ends up uh destroying it yeah, he ends up destroying because it corrupts you. And even though it didn't really seem to corrupt Profian because he was already evil, but he just ends up destroying it. And as far as I can tell in the lore of D&D, red dragons are evil, gold are good, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Last I checked. Chromatic Last I checked. Metallics. Yeah. So the red dragons are like, peace out, I'm done the war. Like, they're I'm done being mind controlled. I, in my immediate thought was, great, you just destroyed the thing that controls red dragons. You didn't send them back. You didn't send them back. You didn't lock them away. You just... Freed a bunch of red evil dragons that right. were winning the war against the gold dragons. Winning. Winning in a mass city. You yep. fucking idiot. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. They, they just kind of went away. They just kind of went away. Well, they, they just no, sort of peace out. CGI, bye. Yeah. They just sort of held up the peace sign. We're like, bye. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of a shitty ending. I do love your joke where they give um, snails, like, I'm rich now. I'm the savior of the world. And I had a dragon horde, right? Because he has access yeah. to the dragon, the old, dra- the red dragon horde. And he goes, but I'm only can afford five stones of sizable difference. With an yeah. etching, like they went in with a stone and carved. Yeah, they did the snails. snail sacrifices himself. And they, they, they stack four rocks. The Empress, on top of each you're other. gonna assume they've at least talked to the Empress at some point during that, like, hey, it's weird that we're on top of a tower and we just killed the bad guy and saved the day, right? Yeah. You're gonna make us rich, right? We're there all was nobles, no right? we have yeah, we all because no, he's there to be like Geez, snails! I didn't know we'd get this far. I thought we were just gonna rob the wizard school, and you know, now I'm a knight. And ah, well, geez, I'm a all I have late. is these rocks in your name. I oh, spelled shucks, wrong. By the way, I'm late it. for my like meddling ceremony. Yeah, uh, I think you did a good job. Uh, there, snails is sitting in heaven or in one of the planes of future existence, right. going mother fucker. <laughs> well, no, because then all of a sudden they oh, they don't build them a statue. They don't do anything like that. We just get okay. Let's the talk wood about the wood elf. Ending. The wood elf ranger going. Elves are magic. No, he puts a stone on the grave. The, the dragon eye. Puts the, the dragon, dragon eye puts that he got back ruby. for reasons. Sure, the he went red back. Ruby. Pulled it out. Sure, why not? Why pulls not? it out? Puts it on so the door is locked. So he still has the key because you know what? He wasn't raised in a barn, and he's a commoner, and he'll shut a door. <laughs> <laughs> Does he turn the lights off too when he leaves? Oh lordy, you better. Better believe. Cable. They don't have to. Everywhere they went with a torch was fully fucking lit. Right, right. <laughs> this was also the scene with the voiceover being like, everyone is free Every- and everyone is equal. And it was just like on a throw off line. It's like, you, you, but like, that's not how it works. You can't yeah. just declare it. You can't just declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, snail's, snail's soul maybe goes to the eye can't. and they're like, oh my God, don't question miracles. And then they, I'm questioning what happened. All get sucked Your into the eye. Your friend is waiting out there. For you. And then they all get sucked in the eye, and then they become energy, they and become they float stars. away. Yeah. See, when that was happening, I thought it was taking, like, a little bit of life force out of all of them, and that snails would just uh, appear. Like, oh, he's just on the other side of that, like, yeah, uh, I thought no, so too. But here's the, the thing. Like, we're all familiar with a little bit of D&D lore. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck were they going? I have no idea. To the next movie. No, but that's... <laughs> fine, I guess. But is it... Do they go to the next movie? No, they don't. No, they absolutely <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. Like, yeah, like, that's not how Resurrection works. That's not how Revivify works. Yeah. So I've got to ask, now that we're at the podcast, within the podcast... Thank you, Adam. Who had the best eyebrows? Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome back to Podcast Within a Podcast. We're going to rip, rock, and bridge those brows. Who has the best eyebrows in the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Those things no. were entire force. No, man. The Empress had like... No. Uh, you could floss with her eyebrows. They were so thin. <laughs> yeah, hers was a G-string. His was a forest. His was a forest. What about uh, Elwood? He I was going to pretty... say, can you throw in the dwarf? Elwood? The dwarf. He had oh, some pretty nice, the thick, dwarf. thick eyebrows. The problem is, is the dwarf was covered in mud. And chicken. And chicken for 95% of the movie. Wait, did three eyes have... An he, eyebrow above not, his third eye? I don't think he did. Ooh. His name actually as, is Three Eyes. As we discussed in the last episode, three eyebrows is better than two. So, 
<laughs> Someone just put googly eyes on a builder. I love it. I so fucking love it. What I will say is maybe try spelling three eyes. Nah, like I will but, say, yeah. the beholder from Dungeons and Dragons has the best eyebrows. Ah, clever, clever. The um, there's a help. joke in there about somebody in a librarian because eyebrows. Oh God. Yeah, so come so back to me. The dwarf. Where are we thinking? You're thinking Jeremy Irons? Actually, I do change my mind to the dwarf. The dwarf itself. All right. I think we're all voting on the dwarf. Sounds like it. Sounds like we're going around the room for the dwarf. Nathan. I'm checking out three eyes. All right. Never mind. Adam, thank you for sitting and watching Dungeons & Dragons with us. Thank you for sourcing it and getting it on the old boob tube for us. What would you rate it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? There are no images of it. Ooh. So in my rating system... I would definitely put this one at a good solid 3.5. Solid 3.5? Yeah. With a nostalgia factor in there. Yeah, it, it's better than I remember it, it because was. I have that now. Oh, that kind of reminds me of that my party. And it like, gives me that Oh, fun. yeah, we yeah. did that. Yeah, but that doesn't make it a good movie. It That's doesn't fair. make it that great. And it may make our sessions worse. Yeah. But I still had fun <laughs> with you guys watching it as yeah. a bunch of D&D nerds yeah. going, ah, that's yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 well, I mean, hell, we pointed at the screen a couple times. Or no, that was Pathfinder. Yeah, that yeah. was Pathfinder we pointed at the screen. There was the classic meme where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is sitting on the chair and they're like, they said the name of the movie. Yeah. We had that a couple times with Pathfinder. It was fantastic. Nintendo Geek, what did you think of Dungeons and Dragons? Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? Wow. Um... I liked it. I liked it as not a rendition of what D&D is, but also, like you said, it's a very different um, version of D&D that was out at the time. Uh, more, edition. more nitty gritty. Sacred. Sacred, yep. Uh, like you said, there was a lot of drops of actual D&D spells and monsters. Uh, they could have did a bit more monsters. I get it. You know, budget, all that. Um, I liked it. I would watch it again. Uh, I would probably give it like a solid like five and a half. Wow. Wow. You really liked it. This is her first viewing too, though. You've yeah. got to remember, Adam, you've seen this at least 10 times. Yeah. This is the Sunday afternoon movie for us. It was a pretty solid movie. It was easy to, they didn't jump around. Uh, it wasn't like super confusing. It was entertaining. Uh, the cast was great. It just sucks that they didn't give some character. The only reason I'm giving it such a kind of like a mediocre is that they could have did more with the cast mm-hmm. than what they did. Yeah. They could have built it out a bit more, but then it also would have been a longer movie, more uh screen time. I think it's only like an hour and a half. It's it's in and out. It's a it's so, if it was like a two hour movie, movie, maybe, but yeah. yeah. But I liked it. I gave it a solid five and a half. Five and a half. Mm-hmm. Nathan. Um, I'm gonna have to say five, five and a half as well, because I had seen it once before, a couple times before, uh, maybe ten years ago when it came out. More than ten years ago when it came out. Leave yep, alone. That's a twenty-something year old. That's a twenty-two-year-old movie. Uh, that's a big yikes for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I remember watching it when it was fairly newish, and I thought. I was a little bit disappointed when I watched it because I was, I was expecting this big adventure movie and I got like snails being neurotic. I got characters that didn't do anything and blah, 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 blah. But now after almost 10 years of playing D&D, rewatching it, it's, uh, I can see myself and my party in these particular actions where you're like, you're walking down the marketplace and your thief just won't stop fucking taking things. Like, you're going to get us caught, you dumbass. Um, and just wrangling cats a lot of or the maze where with the eyeballs 
where it just feels like the DM is after you. And yeah. maybe he's not, but it feels like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rich, take us home. What do you think? Honestly, I would have liked to see a little bit more variety of races, or at least more of the races. In, uh, in the, we yeah. had watermelon people. We had watermelon people. Less people that we were had... just painted different colors. Right. I mean, rubber ears are cheap. Elves, half-elves. Three-eyed right? people. A couple orcs, maybe, even, depending the variety. There's a lot. I, I'm not stretching for tieflings. They didn't come into the game until at least fourth edition, I believe. 3.5 later. They were in three. They were villains. They weren't playable. Yeah, they were. Yeah? Yep. Wild. I mean, anything's playable if you're brave enough. <laughs> yeah, no, they were definitely playable. In third edition? I'm assuming since they were in 3.5. They were introduced. There isn't much difference between 3.5 and 3, so. There is. There's three years, my guy. Yes. We're splitting hairs, and yeah. I want Dragonborn. Um, I thought some of the, the creatures themselves looked a little funny. Yeah, and that's sure. a, I mean, I appreciate the rubber prosthetics and stuff. They did some great work on the creature workshop, but I just wish there was a little bit more of that. Uh, I, my mind immediately goes to Hellboy 2 in the troll market, Yeah, which is just a beautiful display of great spending money just to spend money. Yeah. Um, but this clearly just didn't have it. Uh, the TSR issues and everything that goes down with Joe Silver and the Wizards of the Coast team is wild and definitely a story to read into. I would honestly give this film about a four. It's enjoyable. It is an amazing. Uh, I don't really feel like I need to rewatch it. But once again, like Pathfinder, if it's on, I might leave it and just kind of be like, oh, yeah, Jeremy Irons is a mess in this one. What a fun time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. I do want to ask a question. We can maybe save it for like an after bit. But you want to wrap this up, obviously. Adam, where can they find us? They can find us on Discord. Link in the doobly-doo down below. If you like that, you can also listen to us on classic Ronin Geek episodes in the same RSS feed. If you enjoy tabletop RPGs, just like what originated this, listen to one of our uh, promotions that you should be hearing at the beginning of this, as well as listen to our episode on Delta Green, which came out probably by this point a few months ago, a month ago. So enjoy those episodes. Thank you for joining us. Let's talk to us about tabletop on Discord with us. They do Call of Cthulhu. It's real spooky. Yes. It's real fun. I love me some Call of Cthulhu. Lovecraft is wild, especially with all of his stuff that he's even inspired with literature. Yes. Nintendo Geek, thank you very much for being back on the show, as always. Nathan, I wish I could say it was a good time having you on. I hated being here. Yeah, I know. It's awful with you. <laughs> but thank you very much. No, thank you for having me. Adam, thanks a lot. I'm Geek Movie House. This was Raised by Spoilers. Cheers, everyone. We'll see you again. What's in the box? You know, Tonight's episode you know you is on. Dungeons and Dungeons. Uh, where we, this is our first episode, and we're oh, going to load up the Wikipedia page. Uh, it was a what? He's a warlock. He's a warlock, all right. Um, yeah, because he didn't have to look up like like wizard spells. Yeah.
And he only did three things because that's usually all his components. That's Sorry, all, that's who are ma- we talking about? Jeremy fucking Prothean. rock uh, oh. rock hard irons. But rock. they said they were and no, no, they just called them mages because they didn't want to get too. Dis- they the people okay. Fuck it. Just get the intro good? done. Do you want the intro? Yeah. Are we recording now? Go for it. Yeah. All right. You want to count me in? Yeah.